Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Who recorded live? Wow, way to make an entrance. Chris, Guys, real quick update. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I just now was able to start the recording. Gotcha. So, sorry about that. Um, I didn't realize I needed to call in to make it work, so we got it working now. Cool. For the record, we're recorded. We are recording now. So everybody say everything again. Okay. Well, Eric is here. Maybe we can just do a roll call real quick. Uh, Brett's here. Uh, Leron's here. And uh, me. Chris. Okay. Cool. Well, Nick's on chat, but I don't think he's on the call. Nick, are you around? Who is who's Nick on the chat? <clears throat> I I just see him seeing the uh the the chat on on the group chat. No, uh, what's he, in, what Oh, no, he's not on the talk show. He's not on this call. Right. Um let me Facebook him real quick. It seems like he's made a big shift towards Listings with variations, so I would like to get his uh, input on this. But we mean know. Nick Mundell, right? Yeah. What What do you mean by listings with variations? Um, it seems like majority of his um, last shipments have all been shoes and clothes. Right. I mean, that's that's a lot of what I do. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're doing too right now. It's a lot of shoes and clothes with variations in size and color and all that. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop talking and just start listening then. So, uh, Liren, maybe you, am I pronouncing that right? Is it Liren? Uh, Liren. Liren, I'm sorry. But thank you for clarifying that. Um, Can you tell me, uh, or maybe tell us how you um, list? Because I don't do flat lists, or the flat files. I'm terrible at them. I haven't gotten them to work. And so I just am manually going in and, you know, pressing all the buttons to do my variations and create new listings. How are you doing that? efficiently um so are you mostly creating new listings or mostly listing against an existing listing i would say a combination of both right so i mean so when i when i create a new listing um like the other day i created i've created some new listings for clothing and i've also added variations to existing listings i'm doing it manually like on seller central um okay when I list, you know, things that are existing items, just, you know, shoes, clothing, or anything else, I'm using ScanPower, which is, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, uh, Inventory Lab, I did a trial of it like a year ago, and I don't know, didn't find it was so user-friendly for me, so I use ScanPower, 
and it's very easy. Essentially, you know, I have a barcode scanner. I scan the item. It pops up with the ASIN. I put in my, my cost. I put in my price, my source, and, you know, it puts it into a, uh, it puts it into a shipment. And then when I'm done, I hit finish shipment, and, um, and then I put it in the box, basically. You scan it. Like, the point of it is you're only touching an item once. You scan it, put in the pricing, everything else. It creates a SKU. Um, and, um, you know, when I hit finish shipment, uh, basically it's in, you know, it's ready just to be put, for the weights to be put in on Seller Central. Uh, Liron, how do you deal with an item that maybe has the same um, UPC but different variations under the UPC? So, so general, so what happens is if you scan the UPC, all the different variations will uh, on scan power, all different variations pop up. Oh, really? Yeah. So you kind of, um, you know, and it also gives you the rank. So you know, generally I'll go for the one that's best rank. Sometimes, you know, I'll kind of look, I'll look, you know, and then if you click on it, it'll go take you over to the Amazon page. So I kind of like, for example, you know, I'll scan something has usually it's something like this. I'll scan an item. It has two different listings, one list, and it tells you how many offers, like how many sellers there are. So one will say, you know, five sellers rank 20,000. The other will say like zero sellers rank a million or something, you know, so I'll know to list, you know, to list on the 20,000. Um, I mean, sometimes it's interesting. You'll find something that has maybe a little bit of a higher rank, but the price is higher, you know, but that's more common with toys than it is with like shoes or clothing. That pretty much sounds exactly the way inventory lab works. But really yeah. what my, my question is, is like, let's say, you know, I buy a pair of Doc Martens and I'm going to list them. They're size nines. So I scan the UPC. Wouldn't the UPC be just for Doc Martin the style, not Doc Martin no. the style and the size? No. Each size has different UPC. Yep. Oh. I didn't each realize size color. Yes. Yeah, it's a each UPC each shoe is is a unique UPC. So that means I mean I use scan power and I have profit banded also, but when you're out sourcing, if you're sourcing retail arbitrage, um, Scan Power gives you the rank, which I like. I like it because Profit Bandit does not. Scan Power gives you the rank um, for the you know for the listing uh, when you're sourcing, but it but it um, you it, it also gives you the amount, the sellers, the pricing, and whatever. But it's for, obviously it's for that specific shoe and size, not just for the. You know, so that's uh, that's why if you're out doing retail arbitrage and doing shoes and clothing, it's very useful to have scan power. See, I use um, I use Scoutify. I think most of us use Scoutify. I just right. use the I'm, Amazon seller app. So, uh, 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 is it Erica or is it Erica? It's Erica. Erica. So. Yeah, unless um, you want to get creative, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I I I find I mean I use a I use a scanner like a KDC scanner with the glove and everything. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's super so much faster. Are you are you basically using the barcode like with your phone on the seller app? I am, and I don't do as much RA as like the rest of you guys do. So for me, right. I don't feel like I need. I, I do more wholesale Hold. right now and OA. So for me, right. it's okay. Right, so you probably don't, um, you know, you don't necessarily need it as much. But if you're doing, if you're doing RA, especially with shoes and clothing, uh, I like 
scan at scan power. And I, you know, I think if you if you're doing a lot of it, if you use a scanner, um, it's very fast. Okay, cool. So, question about about um, sourcing. Um, when you're in the store, let's say if you're like at a, a Nike store versus if you're on like Nike's website, is there anything you're doing differently when you're evaluating in-store versus when you're evaluating online? Obviously, it takes longer to load up pages and to look at details. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I think one – um, you're gonna you're gonna find better you're gonna find better deals in store than online for like for Nike, um, okay. I think. Um, so to to be honest, I never I I've I've bought from Finish Line, um, before. Um, I bought clo I bought clothing from Foot Locker. I haven't bought shoes. Um, but you're gonna I think you're gonna find much better. But but, I mean if I'm if I'm on Nike's website, I'm gonna copy and paste you know, items. I'm going to try to see maybe what best sellers are. You know, I'm going to sort maybe by price, high to low, low to high. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do things like that. Maybe if there's a clearance section, I'm going to go to the clearance, you know, and yeah. look at that versus in store. I'm going to, I mean, if I'm going to the Nike outlet, for example, then I'm going to look to see, you know, where the clearance or extra percentages are off. Like my Nike outlet. So generally as a, as a rule, it's good to go. Usually the outlet stores will do, or at least Nike outlet I know, will do sales and they'll like on the weekend because that's when they're busier and they'll generally start them on Thursday. So generally going to outlets is better like Thursday, Friday. If you go Saturday, Sunday, you might get a lot more people in the store. But um, usually if, they, if they're going to do a sale, like my Nike outlet will generally do like 20% off the back wall clearance for example, um, and they only do that if they do it at all. They don't necessarily do it every weekend, but if they do it at all, they start it on a Thursday. Yeah, so like 20 becomes 16 on an $80 pair of shoes or something. Um, on an $80 pair of shoes, 20? What do you mean by 20% off? Well, yeah, right. I, I've heard my yeah, buddy yeah. who does outlets will say like an $80 pair of shoes will go for 20 right. in the right. back. But then it'll right. become sixteen because of the twenty the additional. Right. Now you could also look sometimes like lately Nike hasn't had much of any good um discounted gift cards, but I use raise dot com and cardcash dot com and I buy discounted gift cards and I'll do it very often while I'm in the store. The only thing with those two websites is if you haven't used them before, the first time you use it, it generally will take about twenty four hours because they want to make sure you're not committing fraud. But after yeah. that initial purchase that you've made from those sites, you generally, it's not a guarantee. Sometimes it's not going to hit right away. It might take you half hour or an hour. You might have to wait around. But uh, generally, it's pretty quick. It's within five minutes. You can, If you buy like an e-card, you'll get it in your email. So you can evaluate while you're in the store. Like at, a couple months ago, Nike had 10% 10, 10 off discounted gift cards. So I bought them while I was in the store. Um, so, and, so in a situation like that, if you can't get like the perfect amount and you have an overflow of cash on the gift card, do you do you keep I'll, track of that on a spreadsheet or how do you? you no, know, like Raise, for example, or even Raise has an app. So what happens is after I use the gift card, I'll change like the balance on it. You know, you can change it in the app on how much you have left on it. Oh, okay. Um, so, so right, so. so 
if I overbought the gift card, I'll just I just keep track of that um, in the app. Um, card Cash doesn't have an app, but you can upload your existing gift cards into Raise also. Um, so so question: Do they give you like? This sounds super. I, I feel like an idiot asking this, but how how is the gift card's transaction like? Do they give you a generic gift card and then it's just a blank one and it's based yeah, off your your account? It's an, it's an e-gift card, so um, sometimes it's scannable, sometimes it's not scannable. So they just type in the number in the store. I I literally give the cashier my phone, and oh they okay, get, and they 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 put in the numbers now. Many times I have to buy multiple gift cards. Let's say I want to buy a thousand dollars in gift cards. I have to buy a hundred and a fifty and a two hundred and four hundred. They may not, you know, it may not be available. So we just go one by one. They put in the numbers, or you can also um, there's a, an app called Gift G Y F T. When you can upload your, your gift cards in there, and theirs are always scannable, so they should be able to scan it if you load it into Gift. Um, but it doesn't really matter. They can key it in. And okay, and you haven't had any fraud issues with that? Um, I had I had one time where um, I had one time where the gift card didn't work. Um, but you have but I got refunded for it. Like they have Raise has I think a hundred day protection on the card. Um, and and I think that happened actually online. I, like I I bought it to make an online purchase. And it didn't have any money on it, so I contacted Raise and I got refunded for it. They have a hundred day protection. Um, Card Cash, okay. I think, has a forty five day protection. Um, so in that so situation, I, you just go out and buy another one, and then wait till you get refunded on the first one. Yeah, like this was this was for an online, so I think I ended up buying another one, and then I contacted them, and you know they they gave me a refund for it. I mean, their Card Cash and Raise are both like legitimate, you know, and they're, yeah. they're pretty, they're pretty good. Um, okay. Ray and, has, and, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll, my, my next question is about bookkeeping regarding gift cards, but finish your so thought. What I, so as far as the bookkeeping, what I do is I just um, discount my cost based on the discount of the gift card. So if I spent a thousand dollars in the store and I bought a gift card at, at uh, 10% off, then when I cut, when I put in my cost into scan power, you probably put into inventory lab, I just calculate, I just multiply by 0.9 and I get my cost. Um, can you use multiple gift cards in one transaction? In store? In yes. store, yes. Online, most websites, yes. Some, there are some websites that will only allow you to use one. Um, I think I had it with Bosco's. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but they only allow you to use one gift card. Um, and um, But for the most part, yeah, in stores, like, you can use, I mean, I, I go to TJ Maxx and Marshalls, and I buy discounted gift cards, and I, I'll use, like, 10 gift cards in a transaction. Okay. So, okay. so my, my buddy has um, Craigslist Alert set up for anyone looking to sell outlet gift cards. Any, uh-huh. any and he just buys them, like in the. St- he meets a person in the store and just like buys it on the spot. Um, and what do you ever do? Tried he checks, doing that? He checks the balance. Yeah, he checks the balance on the spot, and then they'll do like basically like an envelope transaction. Right. Um, and then he uses the car, and then he transfers it to to gift. Different he transfers it. 
Yeah, he tra- he gets the car, he transfers it, and then he goes shopping. Right. Um, and and he said that like the discounts can can definitely be far more aggressive than what you get on the right. Right. Um, have you ever right. tried anything like that, or is it you uh, just you'd rather never, you just have the ease of of the online? Yeah, I never tried. I never like met someone to buy buy a gift card, but it depends. You know, some stores are very good. Like TJ Maxx is like seventeen. You can get sixteen, seventeen percent. Um, oh, that's sure. Uh, on a gift card, yeah, like from Ray's. Some stores suck, you know, like I don't bother buying Walmart, for example, because it's like 2%, you know, like I just don't bother with it, for example. Um, you know, some stores really suck, but some some stores are very good. Um, so if if it's, you know, if it's 5, 6, 7, 8%, I'm, I buy them. Yeah, I think he's a situation where he, he's in a small area, so he only has so many stores and he has consistency with those stores. So he he told me he only buys on on the deal days, which he said is Thursday and Friday for him. Um, and I, oh, I think he, what for you Albert? That, right, right. So right, typically it's we it starts Thursday and they go into the weekend. Yeah. So it, it uh, sounds hey, like I have a quick question from, for Leron's. I'm looking at Ray's right now. Can't you use a Marshall's gift card in TJ Maxx? You can, so yes, that's why. Yeah, that, that's why you should buy TJ Maxx because the discount is higher than Marshall's. Oh, really? Okay, because I found okay. And well, or Mar- right, whatever you find, and Home Goods also. So okay, whichever one has okay. the highest discount. And by the way, um, Ray sells. I was buying physical gift cards for in store, but I figured out you can buy the online, um, and they'll just key it in as an e gift card, so you don't need to order them in advance. Does that work even if they say online only? Because I haven't yes. done that yet. I've used them yes. online before. It works. Yeah. Right. It works. I did it this week. Because the thing is that Card Cash has TJ has TJ Maxx like downloadable, but it's like I don't know, last time I looked it was like thirteen and a half percent. And TJ Maxx physical cards was seventeen. So I was buying them in advance. And um last time I was in the store I wanted to test it. So and I figured it would work because if it works with card cash, why wouldn't it work with you know like they're downloadable? So I bought like a thousand bucks and they keyed it in and it worked. So right. so bookkeeping wise, you you input the actual cost minus the discount on the gift card into Scan Power whenever you list it. When you right. do your actual bookkeeping for like you know tax purposes, are you only logging the gift card transactions and just? disregarding these in-store transactions? Well, my my cost of goods, right, I'm logging in my cost of goods, right? My cost of goods, if I buy a $100 item at a 20% discount, I mark that I bought that item for $80. Yeah, but, but you bought a $100 gift card, so you go into TJ Maxx, you spend that $100 gift card, your receipt shows for $100, but you um, only got that gift card for $80. So, right. are you, so are you logging the expense as the $80 gift card or the $100 receipt? I'm uh, marking the expense as an $80 gift card. Okay, cool. Okay. I just, I didn't, that confused me because you have, you know, you're kind of spending a transaction to get a transaction at a discount. Right. But but when it goes back, it, it's, you know, if right. like the IRS was to ask you for inventory receipts, 
You but the thing like, is that, but the thing is, what you're doing, your IRS would not question you on this because what you're doing is you're you're saying you spent less than what the receipt says, right? So you're not inflating your cost of goods; you're you're lowering your cost of goods, which means you're which right. means your, your tax uh, liability would be higher, right? So I don't. I, I just didn't know. It confused me about like you know the two different transactions to get one product. Right. Don't let that stop you from buying gift cards because. Um, Big savings. You know, yeah, you, oh, I'm sorry. Awesome. And yeah, by the I was way, just going to say that someone told me Sam Cohen spends like 20 grand a week. I I believe it. I mean, I I, I spend on on TJ Maxx. I spend four or five thousand a month at least on gift cards. Wow. Okay. Uh, Are you when you're buying that much from TJ, TJ Maxx? TJ Maxx, yeah. Wow. Are you doing clothes too? Yeah. Clothes and shoes. So do you just do clothes and shoes or do you do the other stuff? I do a lot of clothes and shoes. I mean, I do some toys. I do like Lego. It's kind of like a thing I've been like learning over the last, I don't know, seven, eight months. Um, but I do, I do a lot of clothes and shoes and I do some toys. So you don't even touch like the the backpacks or the beauty or oh no so the... for example for for back to school I sold a lot of backpacks um, I mean I look at seasonal stuff also okay um, you know I sold a lot of costumes now for Halloween um, you know so I do seasonal stuff but I don't really do anything and I don't do much of anything in grocery or health and beauty. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't had like, I, I feel like it's, um, I don't know. I haven't had a lot of success or fines in those categories. And I feel like I'm, I feel like the margins in grocery are kind of low. Um, just, so you you want to stay away from it so I can just have it. Right. <laughs> you, you just are give you me a list scanning? and tell me what's it. Just give me a list and tell are me you, what to buy. <laughs> are, are you going in and are you scanning actual clothing items? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Larry, is you, uh, this is Nick, by the way. I'm, I'm in here. Um, yeah, I think I saw your number one in your sales was what, clothing, then toys, then shoes, or something like that. Yeah. I do a lot of clothing and, and shoes. I also I also buy online. You know, I also buy Amazon Flip. Um, I buy I buy shoes online also. Liron, do you um? I think uh, Bob Willie does a lot of buying bras and kind of lingerie things at uh, Kohl's. Do you ever do that? I think that's because he just likes going to that section. It's an excuse for him. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, Perf. I'll tell you that I've been buying a lot of um, bras, socks, and underwear, and they've been doing phenomenal. Yeah, I bought a, a liquidation lot of work socks the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a huge box of socks ready to go. Wool mm-hmm. socks. I figure for winter coming up, it's the time to do it. Yeah. So this is this is pretty broad, but is is the returns on clothing as aggressive as shoes or? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I've had I... far higher returns on shoes than clothing. By far. For me, yeah. anyway. I, I think yeah, I think the returns on return when you say returns, you're saying customer returns or profit. Yeah. Customer, no customer. Shoes is higher. 
Okay. I, I, as far as like bras and stuff like that, I haven't done really much in terms of like bras. Um, I did buy a couple of days ago. There was um, Jockey was selling on eBay. Um, men's um, like three pack Stay Cool boxers or something, boxer briefs for five ninety nine. I bought a bunch of those. They're about $20, I think, on Amazon. Okay, so let me ask you this. I have uh, I have done in the past a lot of flips from um, eBay to Amazon, but right now I'm concerned about um, the rate at which they're asking for receipts and documentation and that sort of thing, and it concerns me that they might look at something I've purchased on eBay and be like, oh, it's not authentic or any of those things. Um, right. So I've so, kind of shied away from it lately. How, what's your thought on that? Well, I think it depends. I mean, first of all, like I bought this from Jockey on eBay. So okay. I think that that carries a little bit more weight versus being just anybody on eBay. Um, yeah. But I think you have to um, – I think everything we we do has a level of risk. For example, if you go to TJ Maxx, they don't list the UPCs on each purchase, right? It's just like it says like menswear or whatever, you know. So yeah, um, that's the receipt that I have if I'm buying, you know, if I'm buying clothing at at TJ Maxx. That's what I would that's what I would submit. At the same time, you know, I know that everything I'm buying is authentic. Um, I I did have one time like a year ago uh, a claim of something not authentic which I bought at like a closeout store I submitted that receipt and Amazon said Amazon they blocked me from the listing when they got the complaint um, and then they unblocked it so I don't know I mean personally I think a lot of what's going on with being suspended and I'll tell you I'll tell you why I think this is sellers screwing over other sellers hmm. that's my feeling and I'll tell you why that's because I was buying from 888 lots um, earlier, early, like, you know, in probably in the summer, like June, July, I was buying from 888 lots, and I liked it. Um, I was buying toys, and I was also buying clothing, and I stopped buying the toys because I would receive some of the stuff, like, damaged. The boxes were damaged, so I couldn't sell it as new. I had to sell it as used, so I figured, let me buy clothing because you can't really damage, you know, clothing and, like sh- like, shipping and stuff. Because um, I don't know if you know how much you know about eight to eight lots, but they they buy Amazon's lost inventory, lost and found mm-hmm. inventory and whatever. So um, I bought clothing and I sent in items, and then I started getting. Um, I got a few emails from other sellers. Like for example, I got an item that the seller was also the manufacturer of the item, and they were the only one on the listing. You know, so I got an email from them like get get off the listing. You don't have the right to sell this product. Blah blah. blah. And I I told them. It's not a restricted product on Amazon. I have the right to sell it. You know, oh, a couple weeks later, I got from Amazon, oh, a customer complained about this item. And basically what they did was they had somebody order the item, and then they complained that it wasn't authentic, you know? Um, yeah. And after after getting – and actually one of them I could prove was the actual seller because the seller sent me an email, and that same name also ordered the product, right? <laughs> so – one, I showed Amazon that this is the seller, and another complaint, you know, they just, um, you know, told me to remove, like, to that they blocked the listing. And I went, and there were, like, six or seven different sellers that had sent me emails about products. I went and I removed all those products from Amazon that I had. And it wasn't a whole lot of stuff. It was, like, six of this, five of this, whatever. 
But the only complaint I got was when sellers, you know, tried, you know, wanted to mess with you, basically. Um, so, you know, I think, personally, I think that's a lot of what's going on. You know, I'm not so worried, you know, about, um, so, so like, so, so the stuff I bought to flip from eBay, like, I bought, like, hard-to-find board games to flip from eBay, but I, I don't know who's going to complain about, like, you know, a Harry Potter clue. Yeah. That's not authentic. So I, I think you have to measure, like, what product it is that you're buying. If you're buying jockey, I mean, you think someone's going to complain about jockey underwear not being authentic? Now, <laughs> you know, maybe I wouldn't buy an electronic item, you know? Like, maybe I'm buying a refurbished item that, you know, someone's saying is new and it's refurbished. Or maybe I wouldn't buy a really high-end, you know, I wouldn't buy a Louis Vuitton bag, maybe, you know? Um but I think you have to kind of measure the risk of the product and decide whether it's, you know, it's worth worth uh, worth the risk. So, Laren, we talked a bit about, um, like, you know, selling shoes with or without the original manufacturer boxes. Um, right. So I'm curious, like, how often you're doing that now? Like, are you sending Nikes that are just polybagged or in a different box? And, you know, so... From the time we talked, if anyone has... Yeah, so so I've heard. I mean, I've heard a ton of mixed things. Some people are totally against um, selling shoes without the original box um, because they say you know new means new you know new with the manufacturer's box. Uh, some people say it's okay because Amazon's policy says footwear must be in poly bags or a box, um, and it's a big debate. Um, so since since that time, like, so with so much talk of it, I kind of took a step back, and I didn't really send in shoes without the original box. I only bought shoes with with the box. Recently, um, so, so I, or at least Nikes, right? Um, I've bought some other lower-end shoes that, you know, not a lot that I sent, you know, not, as, not, not Nike brands that I sent in with half the box, and I polybagged the box, right? Like those clearance box, you know, they take off the top, right? Yeah, they rip the top off. Yeah, that's the issue. So I did that actually with some Nikes also. Uh, after that whole thing of like we spoke and you know a lot of people talking about it, I said, you know what? Let me poly bag the box. At least they're getting a Nike box, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then recently, somebody told me they're doing something totally different, which I don't think is a bad idea, and I may I may do it myself. So what they're doing is. They they are so what I was doing was I was buying you know generic brown boxes and putting you know from like Bubble Fast and putting the shoes in there. Now, which by the way, I've sold probably at least two or three hundred shoes like that and haven't had any complaints. But you know, all you need is one, right? So who knows? Um, now, someone recently told me what they're doing is they're they're polybagging the shoes, even Nikes. They're putting they printed little cards and the card say the card says where's my shoe box with a question mark and it says by removing by removing the shoe box um we're able to save 50% of the room on the truck which reduces uh the carbon which reduces the carbon footprint carbon on, the footprint. <laughs> on, on the environment that's, that's thank you for, thank you for helping save the environment one shoe at a time or something and it's got a little card, and it's got this like globe, this green globe kind of thing image on it. And I, that, I honestly, is, that, that is the biggest guilt trip I've ever heard. Right. So, so I think it's pretty, 
it's pretty smart. They showed me a picture of it. Of, of they showed me a picture. Uh, actually, this is this is Mendy um, heard this from from somebody else from Agus, who was um, I don't know one of the young guns. I don't know if you know that whole thing, but um, so Mendy sent me a picture of this, um, and he never did this before. He's always sent shoes with the box, but somebody else told him they were doing this, and I think it's kind of smart. Um, you're a lot less likely to get a complaint when you're explaining to the person. Now, here's the thing. I also, I ordered shoes from shoes.com and I ordered a bunch of shoes and I got a box that was a generic box. And inside there was a, a letter from shoes.com and the letter was something to the effect of, um, you know, why why didn't you receive the original box? Because because we know we know you want to have a good, nice box for your shoes. And unfortunately, the manufacturer... Uh, the manufacturer's box was damaged in shipping and we want you to, and you know, we want you to be happy with a, you know, with a good box for your shoes, something like that. And shoes.com is doing that. Um, I saw somebody else on Amazon write that they received shoes from Amazon in generic boxes. So it's a big debate. I may try this. Uh, I may try this thing with the, with the uh, poly bagging with the note, uh, you know, with a little card. I, I, I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, I think it's a great you, idea. You know yeah. what? If you guys wanted to, if if you wanted me to slap together something real quick in Photoshop or Illustrator, I could. And the reason I could, we could do that is if we did want to do that. Now that I want to do, you know, now that we're doing shoes, it's probably way cheaper to order a thousand of them than it is to order two hundred and fifty of them. But where are you gonna have them shipped? Well, I mean, we could split them, and then like I could, I don't know. We could do it. We've done group buys before. Uh, we can figure something out. Wouldn't, wouldn't it just it. be easier just to have them like by page and get super high quality paper and just print them out on demand? No. Yeah, you you could do no. that. I um I don't know. I mean, I think Vistaprint's pretty cheap. Um, yeah, so. well, I use one two three print for business cards, and uh-huh. um, I mean, I'm paying less than a penny a card. Right. As long so. as the manufacturer is willing to split up the shipment. And the like different addresses. Okay. Yeah, I will say this: I ordered a pair of Pumas not too actually like a year ago, and they actually came to me from Puma in a Puma bag. Okay. Like it was actually like this. I don't know how to describe the material, but it was well, like a bag. There wasn't right. even a well, that box. De- that, that depends because sometimes like flip flops or sandals or whatever won't come. You know, will come won't come with a box. Oh, these were um, like ninety dollars sneakers. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. So so I don't know. You know, this could be. It could end up being bad advice because a, cu- a customer might be might complain and he, it might it might not be good advice. I don't know. I don't know of anyone that got spend on Amazon for this. You know, but I don't know. I know people are doing it. You know. Um, for the poly bagging. A poly bagging or using a generic box. Like I don't know anyone that's gotten suspended for. Meaning I don't. You know I don't know. I don't know anyone that's gone suspended for polybagging shoes or for boxing them in a generic box without any notes or anything. At the same time, it may or may not be nobody. The Amazon's policy is not 100% clear because in one point they say new means new. It means in the manufacturer's original packaging. Mm-hmm. And then at another point they say footwear must be covered either in a box or a polybag. I, I, think, I don't think, I think the it's problem. just saying that in the case of like sandals or something, but you know, I still think the general condition of new and manufacturer's packaging still applies even to all the, the category specific guidelines. 
you know, like uh, that overarching. I don't think that's warranty. Hey, I got a question for you. What if you just made like a photo? Like, I have a pair. I bought a pair of Doc Martens a few weeks ago, and there's a sticker on it. And it's literally, I can show you guys a picture of it. It literally is just, it says Resistor ST, the size, Doc Martens. Like, this is a pretty generic box, but I ordered it direct from the manufacturer. And they pretty much just put, like, a something that could be made on a Dynamo printer on it. Right, but the, but the, thing, right, but the thing is, like, for example, a brand like Nike, right, every, I mean, oh, if you go, yeah, you're if right. you go to, a Nike, to a Nike store, it's an, it's orange, right? Everything, all the boxes are orange, right? Okay, so, you're right. You know, you're so now again. As a, I don't think customers care. You know, you know, like they get the shoe in a generic box or a Nike box. You know, that that's that's my feeling. That I don't think customers care. Yeah. Well, they, okay, um, well the customer, because some people do like to keep their boxes. You know, especially for yeah. five-inch shoes and in some way. Yeah, so I think if I'm, st- I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it with Air Jordans or you know, like with like a collectible type of shoe. I wouldn't sell Yeezys in a in a generic box. Okay, so I'll I'll tell you from my like fashion-loving girl perspective. When I order my $150 pair of Uggs, I want the Ugg boots. I want the certification that goes inside. I want the wrapping in the Ugg right. wrapping. Like I want because- all that stuff. Right, but that's because when I get my Timberlands, I want the same thing. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable selling those same items, but I would feel comfortable selling like a lot of a lesser end item. You know, right? So I think, I mean, I think with Uggs, you know, Uggs isn't Uggs. You're worried about a fake, right? So, if it came in a generic box, you might, you you know, you might suspect that it might not be an, an original. Um, I don't know if people feel that way about Nike or not, you know. Erica, would you rather have a damaged Ugg box than a brand new generic box? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, because Uggs is a different story. Because Uggs, there's counterfeit, you know. So, uh, well, there's yeah, for Nike, Nike too. Yeah, what? ripoffs, Nike. It, there, there's ripoffs think... or anything over 50 bucks. There is, but I don't think it's as much of a problem or, you know, like, okay, I'll give you an example. When you buy a Nike shoe, there's no certification inside that it's authentic, right? When you buy Uggs, there is, right? Because it's it's more, you know, apparent. I think also when customers buy from Amazon, they tend to inherently trust trust them more. I don't think they think they're getting a fake, you know, when when you buy on Amazon. But, but you're right. I wouldn't sell Uggs in a poly bag or in a, or in a generic shoebox because because of the brand Timberland. I don't you know I don't know. <laughs> I, I yeah, think this, issue, it, I, I I think Amazon won't have an issue until the customer has an issue. Right. Because my my buddy's selling a thousand pairs a month, and he gets a lot of negative feedback from poly bags, and he recently switched to like super high gloss black <coughs> boxes. And his his customer, you know, feedback has gone up because of that regarding like the the ratio of negative to but, positive. But let me ask you. But wait, let me ask you a question. When he got negative feedback from customers from Polybag, didn't Amazon didn't do anything about it? Um. Well, he called it like a customer review, and then he got it removed because a lot of it he just it's, it's 
the removal right. process is very generic. But it, it, it's only a matter of time until, you know, a number of returns for a specific reason escalates, and then he has a bigger issue to worry about. Um, right. Up to, up to this point, it's only been feedback issues. Um, and I don't really know if he's going into his reports and calling, you know, reports on, on the specific reasons of returns and then looking at it by ASIN to make sure it's not too clumped up on specific, you know, didn't match listing or whatever. Well, um, the thing is, other people will tell you also that the box is not in the in the picture, right? So, you know, the, the box is not in the, on the... But also have, toy boxes aren't in the picture with the toys, so that's right. the point. Pe- right. People I, are used I, to a standard. If you buy a KitchenAid, right, you're expecting a KitchenAid in a new box, not some generic right. white box. Right. Um, I agree. And, and, um, if I got a KitchenAid in a generic brown box, I would think it's refurbished. Well, on a quick side story, my sister bought a KitchenAid. It was in a white box. She had a problem. She called... KitchenAid, they told her it was originally sold in 2013. Um, right. Won't ever happen with shoes, but like, perfect example. Right. Yeah, so also, I, I, I don't know what the answer is, you know? There's no, yeah. like, there hasn't been, a, I think, a rash of suspensions because of it, so I think people are doing it, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I took a step back from doing it, Um but um, I don't know, you know, putting a note, putting a note in a um, in a box, or putting a poly bag in that thing about the environment. I don't know. It could work, you know. It's uh, I know people are doing it. Yeah, yeah. My advice to Chris would be, um, I mean, Larry, you've sold a bunch more shoes than me, but something that I didn't expect was coming up to this issue because when I started getting damaged boxes from online buys, then all of a sudden I had this problem. Um, it's and like then also 20%. I went, yeah, and then when I went to a store, Liquidation Rockport store, I started buying a bunch of shoes thinking I was going to put them in generic boxes. And then I got home and I started researching more, and then Larry and I messaged you and we chatted about right. it. So, like, Chris, if you're just starting out, same thing I told Brett is you need to make that decision before you even start buying shoes. You need to decide which way you're going to go, whether you are going to repackage or you're not because look it, you know it could change when you get in the store and you start seeing all these clearance shoes and you're like oh man there's so much money to be made here so that's a decision that you need to i think make right. beforehand look i think if you order online and you order you know 20 pairs of shoes and one box comes damaged and you and you replace it out for a generic you know one out of the 20 shoes you're sending you're probably fine right the question is you know if you start doing it in mass quantities uh, you know, you're, you're you're taking on a big, you know, a bigger level of potential risk that you might have a complaint. And then the question is whether or not you want to do it or not. Um, I don't know. It's a hard, uh, it's a hard thing to to face because I know I can go to the Nike outlet or there's a Nike clearance store by me that's even better than Nike outlet. And, you know, they have really good pricing. So it's like, uh, last time yeah. I went there, when I, when I was talking to Nick, I spent five grand there. Wow. Pretty good day. And uh, you know, I sold I sold a lot of those shoes, and I didn't have any I didn't have any complaints. Good. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of a normal thing. But one other thing to be aware of is, um, like for Chris or Brett, something that I've noticed is 
certain shoes will have extras included with them, whether it's like extra laces or little yeah. cards from the business. Or I even just bought some golf shoes recently that have a warranty included, and the paper is in the box with them. But so that's something else to be aware of. Like if the listing says something is included, but you buy it clearance or whatever, and, and it's not included, that could just be something to be aware of. That could be a potential issue. Good to Erica. Uh, yeah. Erica, you're saying something. Um. So last November, I bought a pallet oh. of uh, liquidated shoes. Half of them were in the manufacturer's boxes and half of them were in neutral uh, brown boxes. And they had the little, you know, demo code out in front of it, the shoe and whatnot. And it took me a while to figure out that that wasn't the UPC. (laughs) So anyway, um, all I will say is that I have had a – I feel like it was an incredible waste of time and money for me to buy shoes in a liquidated lot like that because they all were of different value. I still have half of them left in my house right now. I pulled back the the boots this summer and, you know, I've done some switcheroos, but um, it was just an incredible waste of time and money. And I did do, at first I felt really, um, aware of sending the shoes in with the branded boxes. And I was like, oh, crap, I can't send in the other ones. And then come, like, February, I was like, screw this. I'm putting everything in a poly bag and I'm sending the rest of them in. So um, I've done both, and I haven't gotten any negative feedback or negative messages or anything out of all the shoes that I've sold. And I've sold them in the brown box, in the manufacturer's box, and in a bag. Poly bag. Yeah. What what I've been planning is I have a heat sealer and then I have rolls of poly, you know, uh, centerfold poly stuff. So I've been messing around with that. So kind of what my plan was was the place I'm going to be buying shoes from is one of my usual liquidation outlet places. And a lot of them are actually just in the case. Like they just have a case of sneakers. So the yeah. boxes are brand new. So I was just going to make sure everything was good in the box and then poly seal the box using my heat mm-hmm. sealer just yeah, to make and, it look good. And by the way, you Chris, don't need to, we, you, you can you can buy um Amazon sells this um it's uh it's from Duck, the brand Duck. It's um mm-hmm. it's a 5 inch 1000 foot 1000 feet roll of um shrink wrap. And basically what I do is I just roll I'll, I'll put a link in the thing to what I buy. It's like 7 bucks. You just wrap around like a couple of times, you know, and and with the with that uh, shrink wrap, and uh, secure secure the box that way. Yeah. Okay. That's what and I we did. did. Oh, Chris, we we did the um, whole when we started back with um, the wholesale shoes um, in August. Um, we were doing the heat sealing, and we just found that it was such an enormous time sucker that we just went to rubber bands. Um, so we're doing rubber bands like. I think it was Nick had suggested on one of our last calls. So I wouldn't suck up on rubber bands, and that's what we're doing for everything, and it's so easy. The, the heat sealer, we thought, was, oh, you know, it'll be an extra. It'll be a better presentation and things, but really it took so much time for the volume we were trying to get out. It was ridiculous. So, okay. Eric, you know what? It's been working really great with books for me, but shoes are – I haven't done any shoe prepping, so I don't know. Yeah, no. I just put, I just put the link in the group uh, – 
that. Amazon might be Amazon is three to five weeks on this, but Walmart has the same thing. Oh, why that's, is that's that? A, that's no different. I buy the same stuff, but I buy it in cases. Yeah, so you can use that to just wrap the box. Yeah, yeah I so use, she's saying in lieu of a rubber band instead of a, in rubber, lieu of band, a rubber band. Just something to to keep the box closed is what Amazon wants. Right. Um, yeah. Erica, is most most of what you're buying, are you buying mostly online or are you doing mostly wholesale for shoes? Um, well, I'm doing, in terms of shoes, about 85% wholesale, and then the other 15% is probably uh, is online arbitrage. I'm not buying and anything the, in the stores. Right. So, so what well, you said, 15% what? Um, online? Online arbitrage? Yeah. Yep. So are so and the wholesale shoes um that you're that you're buying, are they are you buying name brand? Like what kind of brands are you getting wholesale? So they were um companies you know talking about who I found like at ASD and mm-hmm. there are a couple of different things. So one I ran into this company that's actually based out of Seattle and it's a really amazing group of people. But I've been watching their listings, and like they're ranked really well. But they keep having sellers jump on and then under undercutting and undercutting. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to do business with you guys as soon as you get the situation under control, because I'm not going to buy at your you know 50% wholesale price right. to have my items sit there while your other sellers are selling at five dollars over my cost. Like that's just not going to happen. Do they have do um, they have map pricing? They do. Yeah. And but you know from, what? If those- if those sellers are not buying from them, then they don't. They might not. They don't care. No, they're they're. I'm having this issue with two vendors that I'm working with right now, and they know exactly who these people are and what the situation is. Why Why are they pricing? Why are they? I mean, are they getting a better price than you, or how can they price that way? Um, no, what they're doing is they're just saying, well, I'm not going to buy from you anymore, so it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to take my price, like dump the stock, and move on. Right. Okay. So that's the, kind of the situation in a couple different situations. But I guess the two vendors I'm working with right now. Um, now, otherwise, we so at ASD, I was super excited about this, and it was kind of a stab in the dark. But really, the investment was so minimal that I'm like, hey, these are basics. So we we went and um, the shoes at ASD versus at the Magic Shore are completely different uh, animals. But um, at ASD, there was a lot of um, shoe sellers that. Um, we're selling like their clearance shoes, and so we were like, "Oh, we can buy shoes for two fifty a piece, three fifty a piece." Okay, so women are always going to want black ballet flats, right? So we bought these like generic black ballet flats and gold ballet flats for two fifty a piece, um, with shipping and everything. It ended up being like two seventy five because they're super light. And I'm selling them for 15 bucks online, and I have sold out. So and you, you created you created a listing. Yeah, and I'll tell you what the people who aren't I was the only FBA seller, so I looked at that. I'm like, hey, I can sell these. I can be the only FBA seller. I upped my price by five dollars over what the other sellers were doing. Right. And um, they're gone. So so okay, so listings existed already. Yeah. Right, but there's so, other okay. stuff that I've I've gotten where I've actually created the listing. So right. um, one really um, hot shoe for me right now is, are the deck shoes because that's the season right now where, at least in Seattle, it's raining, right? Um, right. And 
I, I found a vendor. I love their shoe. I bought it. I created the listing, did, you know, the whole thing, and then it started ranking. And I've reordered that a couple of times now because it's done so well for me. Hmm. Well, so, are you doing anything to get it ranked um, besides just putting it out there? Are you running Amazon ads on it? or are you, Nope. Are you doing any? Okay. Never mind. Nope. There's, I mean, I'm selling multiple a day. So it's, it's a wanted shoe right now. Like that style of shoe is really wanted by women right now. So, so it's, a, it's um, a generic It's a generic version? Well, it has a brand name to it. And so I've used the brand name, but I've also noticed um, looking up other, like kind of comparing other shoes that this brand sells. Some people sell it under the brand name. Some people don't. And that's what I found with a lot of the people at ASD. They're like, well, yeah, you can switch out and put your own brand name on, or you can leave ours on. It's up to you. Do whatever you want to do. So we decided with those ones just to keep their name on it because they've really done a good job. So. Right. Right, because if you use your own brand name, you have the listing, but if you use their brand name, you might sell more. Um. Yeah, but in this case, I this particular one I'm thinking of, like I created the, the listing because no one else had it. And then um, I jumped on a listing that somebody else had of another shoe that they sold. I saw the ranking was like 15,000 or something. I'm like, okay, that's decent, right? So right. Yeah. I I bought a bunch of those shoes. I sent them in, and I was the only FBA seller. And I, I'm telling you, right. the reason why I'm selling these is because they're FBA. Right. Because people want to know, I want to get my shoes in two days. I'm going to the mountains or I'm going wherever. Or it right. started raining this week. I want my shoes, Right. So that's, right. that's the reason why I'm having success is because mm-hmm. it's FBA and these other people aren't sending their shoes in. Right. Yeah, I FBA. And for that listing, was it just one, like, color variation for that 15,000 rank, or what was the conditions of the listing? Um, they had two color variations, and I bought both colors and both sold out. So, okay. So let me ask you a question then. Sorry. Um, so then, have you thought of just private labeling your own shoes from China, if you're getting them even cheaper, or no? Um, well, I, I mean, honestly, I can't. The price, the the margins on these shoes are amazing. Like, right. I can't buy a shoe for really less than what I'm buying from these people. And if I don't have to deal with um, China and right. wait, waiting right. for weeks, if I can just send an email to somebody and they have them shipped to me within three days, like that's so much less of a headache. Right. Why, why wouldn't I do that, you know? Um, yeah, and we I think have people, the people are really being dumb about this Chinese buying stuff and not buying it from American distributors. It's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, it really will save um, you so much time. Don't, don't tell that to uh, Andy Slamas. He's going to do a million dollars this year. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying, well, here's the thing. If Personally, if it was me, I'm not buying anything off China, and I know people that do, and that's great, but um, all I'm saying is is that they uh, people are, like, wasting all this money off Chinese stuff and the shipping and everything. You can buy a lot of it American uh, stateside from the distributor, mm-hmm. and they'll ship it to you next day. Yep. No customs, no nothing. Right, but they're creating their own product. It's a little, it's a little bit different. I think, no, I, okay, I would disagree because we are private labeling several fashion items right now, and uh-huh. 
we are getting phenomenal prices on uh, shoes, accessories, scarves, handbags, um, jewelry. We're getting fantastic prices that have great, great, great margins, and we're private labeling all of it. I have a broker that I'm working with in Seattle who's doing, uh, like, he's communicating directly with the places in China. And last night at about 7 p.m., it's daytime over in in China, right? So we're going back and forth between the factory and me and this guy that I'm working with about, like, our final product and making decisions that way with pictures and all sorts of stuff. Well, I'm getting a better deal with this guy than I could have at anybody I talked to at ASD, anybody I talked to at um, when I went through uh, the fashion district. He's buying buying from China, though. He is buying from China, but I don't have to deal with setting up customs. I don't have to deal with packaging. Mm -hmm. He's doing all of that for me. Why should I I go out there and try and reinvent the wheel when he's saving me money on something I was already going to buy and it's going to be even better because he's doing all the packaging. I mean, well, right. well that's a, that's a sourcing agent, right? Yeah. Basically. No. no okay. Yeah. So l- let me explain what I'm talking about. I, I buy jewelry that I, I'm going to be selling private labeling jewelry. I'm going to be buying a bunch of rings, doing some stuff to the rings, selling them on Amazon. I yeah. could buy the ring for six fifty from China, from Alibaba, plus I would pay shipping, plus customs, plus duties, plus wait four to six weeks. But it would be six fifty a unit, okay? I can buy the same rings stateside for seven twenty five a unit with free shipping. $100 yeah. minimum order, and I can buy as many other as, or as few as I want. And I can also specify the size. When I buy them from China, I can't select the size. So it's a slightly more expensive to buy it from America. But because I'm not paying shipping, customs, duty, all that stuff, tariffs, it's so much cheaper. Don't forget yeah. time to delivery. Like the time oh, yeah. to delivery is a huge factor. Right. Yeah. So when I buy the I, guy I I'm buying them from is located in New York, and they come like three days later, they're at my doorstep. Yeah, and I'd like to clarify that what we're buying right now, we're going through this one guy in Seattle for a certain product, but everything else we're buying from the U.S., and they've already taken care of all that stuff. So I agree with you, Chris, that I'd rather pay $0.75 cents more or $1 or $2 more because I'm still making such a great profit on these shoes and handbags and scarves that why, why do all that waiting and hoping that it's going to get there in time? It just makes more sense, especially um, I know that uh, – Celtech is a sore subject for some of us right now, but when I can get a pair of shoes to Celtech and then you don't have to touch them and right. have them swap labels on it and tell them exactly how I want it done, like why shouldn't I do that, you know? But by the way, as an off topic, I'm I'm switching from Prime Zero Prep also. <laughs> I'm I'm going back <laughs> to um I was using this woman, I don't know if you guys know her, Marianne Trader. She's Wisconsin uh prep pack and ship. Um and she's not in a tax-free state, but I do a lot of um, Amazon flips, which is tax-free anyway. So I'm going to start using her because um, Prime Step told me that uh, they want a minimum of 100 items before they'll ship stuff out for me, which is crazy. Uh, uh, so it, it makes sense if you're only using, like, the problem with prep companies is they hate it when you're only doing, like, 20 ASINs of five units each. 
Well, um, here, so here's the thing. So I had 28 items for them to send out today. Now, I don't sell $10 items, right? These are shoes. You talk about, you know, like, you know, thousands, you know, thousands of dollars in inventory. I'm not, I don't want to wait another four or five days before they ship that out, you know, till they get no, more stuff. So it completely makes sense. It's, um, the problem with Prime Zero Prep is they have a lot of hype on them. Um, so right. they have a really long waiting list. Like they can, they're at the and point you know where what? they can, they can dictate. A, I've been using them for a week. I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, How's, and, and the communication, Lyran? Communi- communication is, is fine. I mean, the communication is better than Celtic, I think. I mean, Celtic is, you know, it took me a week to get an item returned. Kmart sent me the wrong thing. You know, I ordered online. They sent me the wrong item. It took me a week for them to get them. I emailed them the UPS label to send it back that Kmart sent me. It took me a week for them to actually send it send it back, you know. Um, the communication is not that. I call Crystal's phone. It goes to voicemail, you know. Uh, she communication is not great there. I mean, I like I like aspects of what they do. I like the fact that they take a picture, but they also make mistakes. Instead of putting the UPC number, they put the amount of items, you know, that I got instead of the UPC or, number in the thing. They do that twice. They forget um, uh, lot numbers or expiration dates too. Yeah. So so and so I think some of their people are like inexperienced and stuff. That's really what she, concerns me more she, than anything else. She's the only person in a tax-free state that hasn't stopped taking new clients. So she is growing way faster than she can handle. And there's a lot of new people there. And I really feel that she has people on the line before they really have a good idea of all the different well, types of products you have to do right. with and how to process them. Yeah, you know, right. So that's my my biggest concern is getting my stuff messed up, sending it to Amazon with a price or like, you know, that's my biggest concern on on using her. So I'm going to I was using this woman, Marianne, um she's in Wisconsin like uh last I, I guess in the beginning of the year, like January, February, and she's very very good. I never had any issues. My stuff went out within 24 hours. I never had an issue, but she wasn't in tax-free state. So this time around, I was like, you know, I want to find someone in tax-free state. But uh, I've not been, I guess, overly impressed with Celtic or Prime Zero. Prime Zero Prep, I think they're competent, but, you know, they're, uh, I think they maybe have too much, you know, too much going on. They don't want to ship out unless 100 items. I mean, that's not very good customer service, in my mind. Well, Lyran, like you said, you know, if you're buying higher price items now, you're going to be buying less of them. Like that's the same thing that I, you know, happened to me. It's like, okay, well, I'm I'm only buying, you know, they're only going to receive 15, 20 pairs of shoes from me right now instead of like a hundred lower price right. items. So right. that's why, like, I haven't used any fulfillment centers. Last one was Salt Lake Prep, and I don't know, like a month and a half. I've just had everything come to me, and I've got my nephew doing all of it. Oh, right. It, right. I'll tell you. Well, I'll you tell know, you what. This, if if you guys are able to find this, you know, you can use a, um, address forwarding services. I use one for my my business. I look, live in Pennsylvania. My business is founded in Delaware, so that I can get by a lot of the sales tax issues that occur. Okay. And yeah, but you're shipping. Cheap. But but if you're shipping to your house, the right. margins aren't there for that. I know uh, Galena before was saying too that um, I don't know if she still is, but you know she was open to 
doing the prep and ship for anyone in our group because one of her girls was wanting more work, so that could also be an option. In Florida down here, we're 6% sales tax. Right. Wisconsin, I think, was like 5 or something, 5, 5.5. Uh, the sales tax wasn't – I mean, I the reason why I wanted to prep is because I've been doing a lot of – I've been buying a lot of Amazon flips. Um, I just sold out of 140 costumes. I bought of one one costume. I bought in August for 15 bucks, and I sold out 30, 39.95. And I'm already okay. sold out. And that was, you know, so just the time it takes me to get it in and send it out, I wanted to get a prep service. More for that than, I mean, the sales tax is nice. Um, I mean, New York doesn't, New York City doesn't have sales tax on shoes or clothing. Any item under 100 bucks, no sales tax. Shoes and clothing. There's, a, there's another company in Oregon. Um, yeah, they're tax terrible. Don't, Are they terrible? Yeah, um, yeah. FBA, FBA preferences. Yeah, yeah, that I was heard the first company. Take a while. Uh, this was the first company I used before I used this woman, Marianne. And on my first shipment, they messed up. They sent the wrong thing. They took forever. Uh, they're not competent. Not good. Okay. Now, again, maybe something's changed in the last year, but I was, uh, I hated, I hated working with them. The problem is that a lot of the companies in the tax free states are newer. Like no one's been doing it for years on. E- years like everyone's been doing it for probably less than a year and a half um, right and they've they've all grown and, and probably have had more growth than the average business like the top 10 percent of businesses in regards to the number of clients they can get per month um there's a lot if you don't care about saving hugely on sales tax or if you do like you know tax-free uh ta- transactions or do wholesale you might want to look at some of the companies i've heard good things um about some companies in Texas. Uh-huh. Um, there's a few of them. I, I I could look them up or whatever, but they've right. been doing I mean, it for a while. This this woman, like this woman, Mar- Marianne, like her operation, she's actually getting a bigger warehouse now. I I she's good. She's very very good. Uh, I used her. You know, the, the only reason why I didn't use her again, like I looked for Prime Zero and I looked at somebody, you know, I looked at Celtic was because of the tax free. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have the stuff from you know my non my my stuff that I pay tax on or whatever maybe come to me or maybe I'll just pay the tax and send it to her. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, in Washington, we're at 10% tax. So, 10%? Yeah. So anywhere I send, I'm saving, right? Saving. Right. <laughs> so, unless it's wholesale. Right. So I And I've talked to Kalina pretty extensively about using her assistance and she's totally open to doing that and I would definitely trust Galena to oversee that process, and like I, I would just trust her with my things. So, right. I don't know. I think it's a viable option. If I mean, um, I hired somebody here this week. I took I took a couple people. Uh, I mean, I had a guy here for four and a half hours. I gave him fifty bucks, and we. I mean, we now we both did it together. We sent I sent out like a couple hundred pairs of shoes and clothing, also. Like you know, so it's actually cheaper to hire someone. You know, and just do it, but that means I have to be involved with him at the same time. You know, if you get an office, yeah, I, you can I just can't... get someone working for you, you know, part time or full time, whatever, and just leave. Well, depends how comfortable you are with them. The, the thing is, though, I don't. You know, when I when I enter an item in ScanPower, for example, I need to price it and stuff. You know, so I do. I do that. I have an assistant that does that for me. She lists and everything for me. She preps and lists. And what I, I use. So, 
how do you trust her to list the price and stuff? Okay, so what I use, so number one, it's somebody that I trust. It's my, my girlfriend's best friend, okay? So there is some trust there with that. But what I always do with her is I have my inventory lab set when she goes to do it that it prices at 50% higher than the buy box price. So right. my entire shipment is 50% too high. And, and then, then adjust it. Then I doesn't it doesn't Amazon my then deactiv- deactivate your listings and stuff? When it's like two, three hundred percent too expensive, yes, but not fifty percent. I've never had it happen. Uh huh. Okay. So right. that's all I do. And um, with Inventory Lab, you can set up. I have stuff. So basically, she logs in. She has an email address. She logs in, and it doesn't show her my profit and loss. She just has a list. And right. she's been working for me for like three months. I had another girl do it before. And it's worked real well, and, you know, they just do – basically I found people who would just listen to what I told them to do and do it how I want it done. And that's all right. that matters. Right. Because, like, I polybag, like, everything. I think it's cheap insurance. So I just want everything in a polybag. You know, and that's what I do. You know, it takes forever to yeah. do it, but whatever. Right. Yeah, and, and like Chris, like, I've got my nephew doing it, so, I mean, he's definitely quite a bit trusted, but I just have him – look at the receipt, you know, find the cost and put that, whatever. And then I've got inventory lab that prices, I think at buy box is where I have it. So it'll automatically put that in. And if there isn't anyone currently selling it, he just writes down the MSKU number. And then I go back in later and I type that in and I go in and price it. You know, and what I usually a couple of days later, I'll, I'll reprice anyway in app Eagle and, and set my minimums and max. Right. What I always do if there's nobody selling it is I have my assistant price it at $666 because then I can go in and before it even hits, I set it in App Eagle. So as soon as it's checked in, it prices down to what I want it to be. And I can right. search it. Yeah, he I can search it by price. It really yeah. depends on your system. Like like Ryan, he has his buyers put in into Scoutify what they're buying into the buy list and then it gets emailed to him. And then you can add those to your listing and then have someone print out the labels and then slap them on and box them. Um, it, it depends on on how you want a system to be. Really. Like, yeah. Um, there's a lot of tools out there these days to automate and streamline the process of prepping what, and shipping. What I have found is that having somebody work for me there are slight differences to what she does versus what I would do. But at the end of the day, I'm either going to work 80 hours a week or I'm going to work 40 hours a week. And I'd rather right. work 40 hours a week. You know what I mean? Right. And it sounds like that's really what you need, Laren, is just someone locally who can work full, part-time or, in your case, maybe full-time if you're getting that much. Right. I'm, I'm not quite process. at that level yet, but she's actually faster than I am. I'm real slow at prepping. I'll be the first to tell you, but that's besides the point. Right. I need. I. I think I need somebody two, three days a week who I can go out and source. You know, two, three days, and then we just ship. Like right now, I'm shipping daily, but maybe that's a mistake. Maybe I need to go out source two, three days in a row, get a ton of stuff. You know, yeah. and then, uh, and then, and then do you know a day, a full day of just prepping. It depends <laughs> on your sourcing. Like, you like know what? I find for my no. mileage, the more stores I can go to, it takes more time, but the more worthwhile the, the day will be. So if you can if you can do 
more stores in a day with the same mileage and just spread out your day, you're better off. Right. But if you can't, then you might be better off just prepping every day. What I do, what I did when my, I, so I had a sorcerer, she had to go back to college, so I got a new sorcerer, so I started over with her, is I just had her come over, I had just, I had all of my inventory on shelving units, and I just had her prep everything. She didn't make any listings or anything, and she just basically sorted everything and prepped. So she right. didn't put any stickers on or anything, and that saved me so much time. It was ridiculous. Right. You know, so even if you don't trust somebody with doing the business back end of it at first, just having them do that can be a tremendous time savings. And I'm talking, mm-hmm. you know, 80% time savings. You, like, I time myself when I'm doing this stuff. So <laughs> I look at what – but, see, what I want to look at is what am I wasting time on? And, yeah. you know, because I don't want to send her out to buy stuff. You know, I, don't, I, do, have an, I do have somebody that sources books for me. But I don't want to send my assistant out to buy books or toys and bother with all that training and that crap. But if, you know, putting, you know, stuff into bags takes me, you know, so much of a time, then I'll have somebody else do it. It's not that difficult. It's just time By the way, um, Galana just commented, so I don't know if you want to give her the link. I, I got her right now. Yeah, and Liren, um, you know, kind of like you, I've been doing a lot of apparel and shoes lately. So All I right. know you're doing a ton of sticker removal and MSRP sticker removal and polybagging. Yeah. So, yeah, like I just started my nephew, you know, I don't know, a month, month and a half ago. And, like, it's so it's such a relief to have him do all of that. You know, it's it, it's definitely worth it. But you work out of your home, right? You have a home office? No, yeah. I've I've got a little uh, office space. I work out of my home. Okay. Yeah, but so so the question there on is, is is if you have someone you don't really know, you got to decide on the type of person you have coming over to your home, right? Like yeah. ideally you want someone that's like the nephew of of your neighbor or your best friend. Right. And if you know, if you can't get that, then you have to decide, okay, am I going to supervise this guy 100% of the time and then maybe I'm only here like two days out of the week and we're just prepping hardcore, you know, for eight hours a day or whatever is available. Um, Or it might be a situation where it's like a college kid and you don't really know him, but he's available like four days out of the week for four hours. Right. And you, you know, you, you have to figure out what you want and then you can kind of shape it around that because, I wouldn't want someone I don't know coming over to my home and then being right. like, oh, I'll just leave you here. I'm going to go to these stores, and you can just do work in my home. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I found, I found a guy who, um, I don't know him. I, he was the first time, but he, he um, he's assistant manager at, home, at, like, Home Depot here, and he took a leave of absence to help his grandmother, like, sell her house and stuff, or his grandfather died. So, you know, he could use some extra money. He's not getting paid, so... Like, you know, he has time available. He's, he took off until, like, January, you know. But it's not going to be somebody permanent probably once he goes back to work. But, I mean, he's good. He knows packing boxes. You know, he worked, worked at Home Depot. So he was very, very good, like, helping me out. At um, the very least, it will be a good experience of teaching someone, you know, how to prep and how to process. Right. Right. And, um, and to be honest, it, you, it's not rocket science, you know. It's like. A dummy could do it. 
If you can yeah, make burgers at McDonald's. It is <laughs> <laughs> it's, I've had some people where I've had to explain to them over, like every week that they've come back, okay, do you remember how to cover up a UPC? Do you remember? And for some people it's been very difficult, and I've been shocked at the amount of people who do not understand this. So <laughs> um, I guess it's even scarier than to think about what's happening with uh, the setup over in Montana. So I don't know. <laughs> right. But hopefully Galena will get on and she'll share with us about her whole setup and what she has to offer the group in terms of a prep center. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, hey. Hey, Galena. Hey. Hey, sorry. I totally, I was uh, actually at Dorothy and I was going from south to north. And uh, it took me about uh, maybe four hours longer because <laughs> I was stopped in different places. So tell us about your prep and ship center, Galena. <laughs> <laughs> My prep and ship center? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just learned there's this guy, Damon Smith, so he just got we're, suspended. We're not allowed to talk about him. I know, but he, he has prep and ship center. <laughs> Wait, he got suspended? Yes. Yeah. Who, who, who is this? Dennis Smith. Who is he? Okay. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a guy who Chris he he sold uh forty grand or something like that. If Blake was on this call, Blake could answer this question perfectly. Uh, he sold something like his first quarter. He did it for like he did FBA for four months and he sold forty grand in December or something. And then Chris Green was like, "Oh, you guys need to talk to him." And then since then. I heard he, he doesn't sell more than ten, fifteen grand in a month, but he does coaching for eighty dollars an hour. Um, oh makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes ten grand a month from coaching. Plus, uh, he does he he made this idea called Bolo Alert, which basically scrapes all the retailers and then notifies people of deals based off their geographical area, which sounds like a good idea in theory. But he got 200 people to give him uh, what was it, 300 bucks each, which that's 60 grand. Okay, right. so for 60 grand up front, you better have a badass software. And, and right. if I wish Blake was on the call because he told me it's crap. Um, everything this guy does, I had to leave his group because I was I was just hate I was trolling too much and I had to leave. <laughs> um. And he got suspended. Why? Uh, he just said, um, let's see, there was a listing which he was on, and then the manufacturer changed something in the listing, and he didn't follow up on that. So essentially, he ended up with the wrong listing. At least this oh. is how he went. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Galena, are you still open as a prep and ship center? <laughs> Am I still open? <laughs> Am I open? <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, I mean, you know, every time, like, I'm kind of trying to find help with whatever things that I need, I, al- I always find that there are always people who are, like, willing to work. So I just, uh, I just uh, got this, uh, I ha- she hasn't worked yet, but, like, there is this process very excited to help me for the fourth quarter, so she's basically standing by. And uh, 
So are you leaving Prime Zero Prep or why are you asking? Are you talking to me? Erica? Well, no, we were just talking about prep centers and it seems that there's an issue across the board. Um, and so you had mentioned before that you were open to being a prep center. So that's how your name came up. Yeah, I mean, I can try. I mean, uh, I haven't really gotten any <laughs> any people not official. who got interested at the moment. But, uh, I mean, if you guys interested, we can talk about it. Because uh, I have this girl, like I said, I don't go to office almost at all. And uh, she's very good. She's, like, very good. And uh, I trust her and everything. So she, like, she never leaves stickers on and stuff like that. So I guess uh, it would be a possibility. I would just have to hire another one, uh, just additional, but she would be able to oversee it and stuff like that. Well, um, so did we cover everything we wanted to cover with shoes? Was there anything left that we wanted to talk about? Oh, Lowell, I have a question. Is everyone here going to ASC? I am. Going to, I am. ASD. ASD? Yeah. Where's yeah. ASD? Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I'm not going. Oh, okay. Well, wait. Okay. I, 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 you know what? I guess I'm really behind. I haven't followed anything. When is this? March. End of March. February. Beginning March. of March, end of February, depending on when you show up. February how, much, how much is it? It's free. 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 He's like, I'm just. Uh, I gotta talk to the Business right off, Chris. How much? How much is a plane ticket to Las Vegas? I don't know. That's something we could perhaps Google tonight. <laughs> okay, I'll have to look at it because maybe I could. I'm sure my girlfriend would come with me. Hey, do you guys want to be my? Do you guys want to be my best man at my eloping? Hey, Chris. When you go to Vegas, you don't bring your girlfriend. <laughs> no, my girlfriend's way more fun than anything you can find in Vegas. That's why I have her as a okay. girlfriend. Then send her to Vegas without you. No, just kidding. No, um, no, no. She'd never <laughs> come back. <laughs> quick, quick question about shoes. Um, is there any red flags when you're looking at a, when you're evaluating a pair of shoes? Oh, is there anything? So, so yeah. So okay. So oh, I'll give you a couple tips. Um, one, yeah, look at the shoe, especially if you're in like a discount store. Look at the bottom of the shoe to make sure sure it's not worn or you know there's no thing. Check the yeah. check the sizes. Also check both sizes. Even though generally the cashiers will do that for you, but check the sizes. Um, mm -hmm. And if um, if there's a writing, sometimes they'll put the price under the shoe. Um, alcohol wipes from like a drugstore work really well. Take it off. Okay. Okay. Um, so UPCs. How often do they actually work? A lot. Not I find that it works a lot. They work a lot. Okay. I, I, I was at my liquidation place and they had cases of Dr. Scholl shoes. They looked great. Okay. I looked. The UPCs did not work. Searching Dr. Scholl's and the brand and the product number didn't work. Nothing worked. So, like, they're, they're, not so, they're, so they're, not on, they're not on Amazon. So the, the, the thing you have to evaluate is do you want to take do you think there's an opportunity to create your own listing and sell them? It's 
it's a little it's a little advanced if you're just starting out with shoes, but you know, uh it could be an opportunity. Okay. I use um I use a website called Pixel, T I X E L Z. Um when I take pictures of stuff um to put on Amazon clothing and I've done it with shoes also. Um um they will remove the background for you and make it Amazon friendly. They have a specific thing for Amazon. They charge a dollar forty five for an image. Okay. You you know, knowing how to use Photoshop to do it doesn't take much longer than like two or three minutes to remove the background out of a photo. Um, yeah. It depends I guess if you know Photoshop. I don't, but also it has to be a thousand pixels you know, wide, um, and it has to be certain certain things. Uh, for me, it's it's not worth my time to do it. I just pay okay. for forty-five. Okay, um, so you're saying with this pixels, you can basically set, like take a picture of your product, send it to them, they'll get it Amazon ready. You don't have to worry about anything else. Oh, exactly. Okay. okay. No. Yes, yes. Yes. Exactly. They they have they have like three different like settings or whatever, and one of them is Amazon. So they will okay. take your picture and put it to specifications um and they uh i mean i can show you uh i can show you a listing of, of products oh, i'll show you right now um that P -I -X -E -L -Z. Wait. what's that it's p-i-x-e-l-z yeah p-i-x-e-l-z so okay. um for example i mean not, okay so for example this this um I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to the group here. Okay, so this listing um, that jacket that's black and gray. Yeah. That fleece that's like a picture I took on my floor, you know. Really? With my with my phone. Wow. Okay. So they do really good work, and it's 24 hour turnaround time. Holy crap! Okay. That's a good photo. Yeah. Um, I that's, did it for. Which one again? <laughs> Just so I make sure I'm looking at the right one. The black and gray. Actually, the black and gray. All the ones that are that are that are two colors: the black and gray, the orange gray, um, the green and gray are my pictures. Oh no, my gosh! Floor. What? That was all on your floor. Yeah. On my floor with my with my phone. <laughs> oh my gosh, my life has just changed and gotten so much better. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you have an affiliate link that you would like to provide the group that we can use to get you credits or something? Um, I don't know. It's okay. I don't have an affiliate link. It's fine. So, uh, I'm not going to get okay. rich on dollar on dollar forty five. Well, you know, you never know. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's really really it's really good. I've created. Uh, I've created listings. Uh, I'll show you. Let's see. Um, trying to think of another one. I have this. Um, oh, uh, I'll show you. Um, I'll show you a pair of pants. Um, let's see. See if I can find it in an Amazon search. Here it is. Um, So this is also my listing. Uh, so that's also on my floor. 
I just put this up like last week. I haven't sold any of these yet. So that's also on my floor. Two bears. Look, it looks good, right? Yeah. What kind of lighting is that? What? What kind of? Did you have any additional no, lighting? No, I mean my living room. Okay. All right. I'm just asking. Are you using? Good. This might be a real specific question, but are you using fluorescent or incandescent or LED? Uh, regular, I guess fluorescent light. Okay. Nothing like nothing special. Just you know, they're just the lights on. You know. Um, yeah. Okay. They're they're they do they do a good job. Okay. That's great. Thanks for that. That's and you, you know what? I even had I had a couple of listings that were suppressed because the image wasn't up to like the right size or whatever. So I just um, you know I just uh, sent that image to pixels and put it for asking to make it to Amazon specifications. I reloaded it and the listing was no longer suppressed. Um, so I've done that also. Okay. Thank you. It's a good, uh, it's a good service. By the way, these pants, I bought at Costco for 20 bucks. Nice. But I haven't sold any yet. I just, uh, just put them up like a week ago. Um, do you uh, do you do uh, like CPC advertising or anything like that? Um, I haven't for this. I figured they'll figure they'll sell for Christmas or they'll, they'll sell. I mean, they show up on the search when you do. You know, I just did a search for Nautica, two set sleepwear, whatever. So I think they'll sell. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I think when you have a good name brand like that, you probably don't need to. Um, okay. I think if they were a generic brand, maybe. But I would first wait see if they sell on their own. And it's a risk I, because I, I bought these not really knowing, you know, whether they're going to sell or not. Like, they may they may not sell, you know. But I think I, it's a good brand. So, from my experience with multi packs and like Health or Grocery or Beauty, um, even if it's a name brand, it does help to do some paid traffic in the get in the beginning, just enough till it starts. Um, really, what you want to do is when people are looking at the similar. Um, right. So, you want you want to be popping up right under that first bar of, of customers. Right. Offer you. So, so the thing is that if if I had a um, if I knew I could replenish this on a regular basis, then I might consider doing that to get it ranked and stuff. But if I go to Costco next month, I may not have this. Right. So, you know, if this was my own private label product, I'd probably do that to get it going and knowing I can reorder it and or wholesale or whatever. But knowing that I, you know, in a week or two, Costco may never have this again. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I'm how how deep did you go on that? What? It might how be worth running Amazon ads if you've got enough margin. You know, if you if yeah, you or if, or if I bought a hundred of them. You know, um, I mean, I bought it for twenty bucks. There's there's margin there. So if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't sell in a month, maybe I will. But I'm just yeah. talking about maybe doing like three hundred, like three dollars at ten cents a click, you know, nothing. Yeah, right. Just enough though, you start popping up as you know similar listings under the you know. Right. List. I mean, the thing is that I don't look at my list. Like I have, I have over a thousand listings, so I'm constantly selling stuff. So if this doesn't sell for a month, I don't really care, you know. Now well, you in know, three months, it's, I'm sure. 
What's that? I was going to say, I, I haven't been, obviously I've done nothing in closing, but I have a product that I sell. It's wheat germ. It's 20 bucks a bottle or a jar, okay, which is ridiculous price for wheat germ because it's like 4 bucks a jar. But I have 200 of them sitting down there, and they sell for some reason. I don't know. But one thing that I find, I've done no advertising on them, but every now and then somebody jumps in on the listing and they put it like 12 bucks or 10 bucks because they got it for whatever. I paid 75 cents a jar. So I'm at 75 cents. I had 300 in inventory, you know, whatever. I'm making, you know, good money on them. But what happens is, is when the price drops, they'll send in a case of it. Like, let's say a dozen jars for, you know, right. they'll put them at 10 bucks. The rank um, goes up. The rank goes way up. They sell out, and then I start selling a ton of them. Right. Right. It might also, right. I mean, if you're, Chris, if your margins are that good, it might Drop be worth the price it. Drop price yeah, or I'm making so much money on it right now. I'm making so much money on it right now. I don't care, and my expiration date on it is so far out that I'll I sell. I, when I say and I don't sell a ton of them, I sell one a day. And right. then if somebody else comes in, I sell maybe four or five a day. But I'll take one a day. You know, that's right. right. That's but solid. if you could, also, could potentially run Amazon ads, and even if it's you know it could be five percent your cost of sale. But your margins are so good, it doesn't matter. You know, you can pay yeah. a dollar to sell, you know, per item to sell five of them a day instead of one a day. Like, I do that yeah. with these because the margins can be so good. I'll run ads on them. You know, what, so what if I got to pay a dollar or two, like, if I'm making 30? You know, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'll sell them fast. You know what? I've thought about it, but at this point, I've been paid back from it so many times that I'm not too worried about it. And plus the way that people are coming in on in on it and everything, I'm not too worried about it. I'm going to sell them all probably within two or three months. They well, not only well. just that, I mean, just in general as well. Like that's oh, yeah. also to keep in mind for shoes. Well, I've been running uh-huh. ads. I bought a 1,000 egg dyeing kits, pause egg dyeing kits, and I've been selling them and I've been using ads. And they sell, I sell them fairly consistently. Yeah, we're talking about Are they selling though? Oh, yeah. I'm selling like four or five a day, and then when I run ads, like I'll run ads, sometimes I'll sell a dozen a day. I paid 60 bucks for over a 1,000 of them. Yeah, good margin. Yeah. Well, also, you guys, what I've been selling very regularly since May has been Christmas lights. Like Mm -hmm. daily, I'm selling Christmas lights, and... I just had an order come through right now for seven pair, seven sets. People are buying them in bulk, like right now. But especially around Fourth of July and stuff, just like the the blue lights went like crazy. So definitely after Christmas, I'm going to be hitting the lights pretty darn hard because yeah. I, I underestimated um, Do the you value have of those lights throughout the year. And and are you yeah. going to hold those? Are you going to hold them or are you going to send them into Amazon right away? Oh, I'll send them in because I've been buying them for two dollars or less. A thing, and I'm selling them for fifteen dollars a piece. Do you have any problems like the like broken and uh, people nope. complaining? No, not one. Okay. I have like a hundred from a lot that I got from eight to eight lots. Like I have 140 uh, lights, one one light. But I just just started selling a little bit now, but it hasn't sold at all up until now. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm setting up my new apartment, and I have essentially what are Christmas lights up in my apartment, like as mood lights. So people buy them year-round. Yeah. And then, too, I was thinking, 
um, you know, for like the sporting seasons coming up, I was like, oh, okay, people are buying Seahawks color lights, right? And so I don't know, just like I, it was a whole realm that I underestimated where people were buying lights in. So, yeah. Um, real quick, I have like this bizarre thing happening right now. I, I don't know if you guys have seen, I should post a picture. I bought 101 things of dog treats. I sold 20 of them locally. I sent an 81 to Amazon. They lost the shipment. So I had to call UPS, and they had to find them. Um, UPS said they were delivered. Amazon never checked them in. It was a big nightmare. Well, two days ago, they all got checked in and added to my inventory. But now I have 140 in my inventory. It'll get corrected. Uh, I hope. But they immediately started selling, so I'm pretty excited about it. Those boots and Barkley. It's what's that? They're boots and Barkley dog treats. If you're at Target and you see them, they're like seven bucks at Target. They're selling for sixty bucks a piece on Amazon. Are they are they online? No, they're discontinued. Oh, I see. Yeah, I have my Appy little set between thirty five and sixty five, and they've been pretty consistently. I think I sold a bunch of them today at fifty. So. Hey, another another item that is I'm pretty sure discontinued that you guys may have already might already be aware of from before is the shark floor cleaner, the liquid, like the purple one, and then also the hard hardwood floor cleaner. It's usually sold at like office stores, but Best Buy sells it too. You can get at Best Buy on clearance for like seven bucks, or even regular price, it's maybe twenty. And the prices on Amazon right now are like a hundred dollars. Really? Uh, yeah, for a little bottle of floor cleaner. Shark? Yeah, and they sell like crazy, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you one thing, a quick bolo, if you go to uh, Target, and I was going to share this for you guys for your help with my shoes. If you're at Target and you look in the video game section, look for double-pack video games. I bought cases of them the other day. Like I bought like 36 units of different ones, and the UPCs don't work. You have to look at what each game is. But I bought these games. They were $4.84 a set, and I got two games. And I got like Grand Theft Auto 2 and Max Payne 3. They're not like great sellers, but they're 15 bucks a piece. So for 4 bucks, I got 30 bucks worth of game. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, they look pretty normal, so just check them out. Yeah. So, was there anything else about shoes we wanted to talk about? Shoes, Chris, i got to get running, but I'd say the advice would definitely be learn on the computer first. It's so much easier because then you can compare, you know, see if there's variations out of stock, whatever. It's so much easier to learn on the computer rather than in store. Um, okay. And, and I, I would, I would variations make a world of difference. You know, if a shoe's ranked 5,000, and there's one variation, you're going to be selling multiple shoes daily. But if there's 20 variations, you know, you might sell, might, you might not even sell one a day, you know, depending how many sizes you have of what variation. So um, that makes a huge difference. Do you guys mind, and if I, I know it, this is up to you, do you guys mind sharing some places, some sources that you've been online arbitraging? Nord, uh, Nordstrom Rack. 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macy, um, Lord and Taylor. Do you guys want to put put together like a list? I'll I'll throw some up that I've been looking at um, to see. Also, I signed up for like a list. Um, 
I forget. I think it was datedlist.com. And uh, okay, is that any good? Yeah, you sent me the link. From what I saw, it looked pretty good from my experiences. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as soon as I, I messaged the owner of it to try to get in sooner rather than later, so uh, I'll give you guys feedback on that if it works or not. Cool. Well, some, something else to be aware of, Chris, is um, if you're buying from a department store, they almost all of them ship from their department stores. They don't have a warehouse. So like Boscov's is shipping from Boscov's department stores. So that means you're, you know, like every shoe that you get, a lot of them maybe have been tried on before. They mm-hmm. might be damaged. It might be the wrong size in the box. So it's just something to be aware of because if you buy from like Nordstrom Rack, they're basically going to be brand new conditions straight from a warehouse. So far, so, I've received 50 boxes from, from department stores, and at least eight of them were damaged boxes. Yeah, there you go. But you know what? For, like, if a box is slightly dead, like, I get stuff from Amazon damaged box, you know? Like, it's not, it, if, it's, if it's really bad, you know, it's really bad. But if it's slightly damaged, I'll still send it in. Because I, I, I think people expect that to some extent because of shipping. Yeah. No. I'm, well, yeah. I mean, I, I was being just damaged. It's, it's something to be aware of because if you buy from a department store, you know, a lot of the times it's coming from that from the store. So just you know, you have to expect that it was on the shelf and it might be damaged, uh, or there right. might be more of a chance of it being damaged. Right. Okay. And then you know, at the bowl that I shared with you guys today about the makeup kits, you guys know that I watch makeup like a hawk and. Um, if anybody can, you know, find this kit that I posted, like, it's going to be an amazing... Is it hazmat? Um, it shouldn't be. It's not even out yet. Right, but I'm saying, is makeup in general, like, a lot of it hazmat or no? A lot of it's turning to hazmat, yes, but this will be such a quick flip that hopefully um, Amazon won't catch it. Um, but I'm just saying, like, there's going to be a lot of things coming out um, I wouldn't buy any perfume kits, but yeah. there's going to be a ton of stuff coming out for holiday that you can either break up and sell separately, um, or like, and usually it'll be like bottles or whatever that, like maybe shower gels that are together in a set that you can break up and sell separately, and mm-hmm. they would typically sell by themselves, you know, without the packaging or whatnot. So those type of things are, you guys are going to want to be on the lookout for that because I just did phenomenal in that last. Um, fourth quarter. Um, so anyway, that if that can help you guys at all, like really the cosmetic kits and everything are just super, um, super easy to sell. And a lot of the bath and body stuff is really easy to sell. So. If you um, are concerned about hazmat for makeup, basically avoid hair growth stuff with uh, <laughs> minoxidil or something like that. Um, don't send that in. Don't send in aerosols. And don't send in um, alcohol fume. Yeah, alcohol but, perfume. Well, so by no, the way, you know what's happening to me right now? My lip glosses are all hazmat, and I have I don't know how many hundreds of lip glosses at Amazon right now that are hazmat. I'm like, how the heck am I going to get them back? Right? Well, I can even can, drop ship them to eBay. Have you tried so, to fill out an exemption form? No, I have not. That sounds very. It's pretty easy to do. Okay. Look up. Yeah, basically. Look up. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Hey guys, I gotta get running. I'll see you later. Okay. Okay. Thanks for chatting. Um, so basically, you look up on msds.com. 
I sent mm-hmm. you, Erica, an MSDS uh, a few weeks yeah. ago. Remember that? Okay. Yep. I got that off of MSDS.com. Okay. You send that into Amazon. They evaluate it, and they'll, they'll ungate it if it's appropriate. Um, it doesn't take too long, maybe a week or so. I mean, it's still a pain in the ass, but yeah. you can... You can also, if there is no MSDS, you can also fill out an MSDS exception that you can download in Seller Central. Oh, okay. Well, and rep- that I did me- it. I did wow. it once and it worked. Thank you okay. so much, you guys. I have gained so much from everyone this week. I'm just so <laughs> grateful. Thank you. Okay, I'm feeling really good about this. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of work to do now. Um, yes. From my experience with beauty, I wouldn't buy too deep because at any point it can it can get into hazmat review. Whether it comes out of it or not, it the right. It it sucks when you buy something and you can send it in, and then a week later you go to ship it and you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question about hazmat? I just had this problem. So I'm using Jolister, and some items turn hazmat, and uh, Jolister supposedly fulfilled it. And uh, but then the customer sends me a message. He said, "Hey, uh, have you shipped those yet? Uh, I don't, I don't see the tracking." So I go to this uh, orders and I see that these are unfulfilled, and it's been like two weeks already. So basically, oh. they were not not shipped. And uh, so I'm like, "Oh my god!" I responded him right away, and I told him. When I get these uh, items, I'm going to ship them to her because she was drop shipping. I'm going to ship them to her customers for free anyway because uh, it was my fault. I mean, what does he care? And uh, and so I try to recall these items to ship them to me from Amazon, like 30 of them. And uh, it, said, I, it, it said that uh, this item is hazmat. It cannot be... Uh, it cannot be, uh, you cannot, what do you call it, recall it, whatever. So I opened the case with Amazon, and it was with the October 14, which was two days ago in the morning. I opened the case with them. I said, hey, uh, how I can get these items back? And I haven't heard from them yet. So it, does anybody have this experience? Uh, I've, had them, I've had them sent back, Hazmat. Yeah. Huh? So you've tried to recall them and they will not go back to you. Is that what the problem is? I they don't. The system doesn't even allow me to uh, um, to get them back. It says these items cannot be uh, cannot be. Uh, I forgot the exact the wording, but basically, you cannot get these items back. Or yeah. It doesn't say the reason, and I don't know. I mean, this this happened for two products. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, just wait for them to get back to you, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't had that happen. I've I've had them labeled hazmat, and they were like, oh, we're, we will allow you to sell the remaining products that you have, but you can't send us any more. And then I've had the situation where they won't sell any of them FBA and then they'll send them back to you, but um, that's that's what I've experienced. So you have gotten them sent back to you? Yeah. It depends on okay. the cost, though. Like, if I only paid, um, like, let's say $2 for something, 
it's not really worth it to me to like pay the shipping right. cost and then send it back and then try to like flip it on eBay or something. So I'll just yeah. dispose um, of that. Yeah. And um, Selena, um, I've been running into that issue too with Joe Lister that I didn't know my item was being held as hazmat and I've, you know, pushed it over onto eBay, made the sale. And I get an email from Amazon every time they fulfill something. So I kind of keep my eye on it that way. Um, and then it'll also disappear from your queue in eBay when um, the item's been shipped. So if that item was still showing as not shipped on your eBay queue, then that would have been a clue to you as well that it hadn't been taken care of because otherwise Jillister automatically does that for you. So what I've been doing is I've been drop shipping from other sellers um, across the board to those customers where this, is, this has been the case. So. Okay, to confirm, Jolister actually marks item as ship. The software does that. Right? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jolister like, basically removes it. They'll mark it as shipped, they'll upload the tracking number, and then they'll remove it from your needs to be shipped queue. Oh, because my assistant has been uh, religiously <laughs> marking it as shipped. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, that's no, no. I they were not. And I, I actually didn't know that you're saying they're also adding tracking number. I didn't know that. Yeah. Not only yeah. not only that, they're also leaving feedback for the buyer. Oh really? Man. Yeah. It really <laughs> does everything. Cool. I've been I've been very happy with it. And I have somebody they're actually doing it right now that um that that actually goes into Joe Lister for me and lists my items for me mm-hmm. from Amazon. Yeah, I sold a bunch of those Lego sets, the Andromedus Rex sets that I bought damaged. Yeah? Yeah, I sold them on eBay. Oh, yeah. Good job. Where'd you buy, where'd you buy them damaged? Uh, Walmart? No, no, no. I bought them, uh, bought them from a liquidator. I paid 35 bucks a set for them. I sold them for 150 a set. Oh, wow, yeah. Any Jurassic World set. Yeah, uh, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I have a dozen left, and I'm waiting on them for right before Christmas. Yeah, I sent in today about 50 or 60 Lego sets um, for for Christmas. I've been holding yeah. on to. Quick, quick question about multi-channel fulfillment to go two steps back. So will mm-hmm. Amazon not ship out something sold on eBay if it's hazmat? Or if it's hazmat, they won't sell it on their platform, but they will multi-channel fulfill it. No, it means they will not ship it, period. You're dead in the water. Okay. Yep. I've had so situations been... where they, they they've told me I can't ship anymore, but they're still going to ship out what they have. I think it depends on whether it's in review or actually has met, because there's a difference. No, no, I've had mo- – I, I... – I can try to dig up both two examples where it'll go into hazmat review and then normally a week to two weeks later you get a, a update on it. And then um, they either tell you it's been cleared, we're going to sell the rest of your inventory, you can't send us anymore, or it's hazmat. Right. Um, I, I can try to dig up all examples, but it's it's – it's a reason why you can go to a listing and see a FBA seller and think, oh, this is fine, and then go to listed, and then you find out it's hazmat. Yeah. So just, 
So, you know, I talked about having to drop ship in some of those situations. There's a couple of things you're going to want to be aware of. Number one, if you drop ship from um, another eBayer, uh, which I've done before, you cannot use that tracking number as the official to count towards your um, towards your record on uh, shipping or whatever. Um, you cannot use the same uh, tracking number that that other seller has used to send to your customer. So what I do is I mark it as shipped, and um, I'll send an email to the customer with that number. Otherwise, I try and ship from Amazon because things are usually quicker, and um, I try and buy from a seller where I'm not using my Prime because I know that that's not what we're supposed to be doing is drop shipping with our Prime accounts, right? Um, right. And, but I can use that tracking number then and upload that. Um, so, Galena, that's something you're going to really want to um, keep track of because your, um, your account can tank if you're just marking it as shipped when it's not shipped and you don't have a tracking number. Mm-hmm. So their metric is that it needs to be um, shipped within 24 hours. And so um, that's changing in the next couple um, of months to you need to ship within your time frame. And I've changed all of my time frames to two business days because that's approximately the amount of time it takes, right, like to get out of Amazon and get a tracking number and stuff. So um, those are things just to be aware of so that you can still preserve your account on eBay as well. So, And you don't want to be canceling orders either because that can shut your, your right. account down too. So I always try and you know, drop ship from another seller even if it costs me a little bit more to do it. So that's my, my two cents there. Mm-hmm. And I got in on the free like pro seller um, listing. Um, I know they did like a survey. I don't know if you guys were a part of that or not, but yeah, um, I'm going to be part of it. Did you? Oh, I'm so excited. So anyway, I'm excited. Did you also? What happened. Yeah. Oh. No, but did you get it or no? Did I get the? Did I get on in on the program? Yeah. Did you get in the free uh, listing? Yep. I'm yeah. free listings. Yep. Me too. Yep. Pretty happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I I had a store which I canceled. Oh, you can cancel a store and still do it. The only reason I had the store was because it gave me like 500 listings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I looking canceled that. my I canceled my store subscription. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's going to save. That's like 50 bucks. Right there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, okay. and you know what? I Well, I have a lot of listings, so I just upgraded with um, Joe Lister. They gave me, I think, $189 a month for 1500 Okay. Yeah, and I, you know how you had to give the estimates of, like, what your um, listings are going to go to? I put mine at 1500 in the next. Was it like three or six months or something like that? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Very cool. Yeah, I think it's exciting to have these different things, and I, I'm grateful for the opportunity, you know, with eBay to, you know, explore that a little bit more and um, just to have my products double exposed, you know? Right. I think it's, I think it's good, especially for the fourth quarter. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's good. I think the biggest thing that I like about Joe Lister is that when you get the sale, it does PayPal instead of the Amazon thing, so you get that money right away. And right. that's, yeah. that's a game changer. <laughs> and I'm not making a lot of money. I'm making like 500 to 1,000 bucks a month there, but that's 500 to 1,000 right. bucks a month instantly. I wouldn't have had. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you I use a, a business, 
If you use your business card to pay your bills to Chris, you can get 1% back on the business uh-huh. card using it as a credit card and not debit. Yeah. But you probably know that, right? Yeah. yeah. What's that? Well, if you what use was that so about the business card? To, so if you use their business card, their business debit, and you run it as a credit, not a debit, you'll get 1% back on all your purchases. So I you try mean, and I have it linked to my business account, so I try and have as many of my bills go through PayPal as possible. Uh, I see. Uh, yeah, so I, I get 2% cash back on my credit card, and yeah. Yeah, I use that mostly. Um, so if we're talking credit cards, um, I have the Discover It Miles card, which um, in the first year gives you double cash back. So you can convert the miles to cash back, and you get one and a half miles, which is one and a half percent. And after the first year of having the card, that doubles. So you're essentially getting 3% back on everything. Um, mm. You can also use the Discover Shop Discover portal. Certain websites, you get like five times miles which would be essentially is like 7.5% back in year one and then another 75 year two, like Walmart. Um, certain stores are pretty good. Um, and right now, if you add this, if you have an iPhone and you use Discover with Apple Pay till the end of the year, you get another 10% cash back, which is like, it comes out to like 22 or 23% if you're getting that doubled um, along wow. with the regular cash back. So, uh, they have really crappy credit, so I don't get any of that. Oh, uh, well, you need credit. Um, yeah, I know. On, on, on a separate topic, are you guys going to be buying toys fourth quarter, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Do you, do you want to – should we have, like, a weekly call for bolos and, you know, we yeah. can start that at some point. And maybe it's too early yet to see, like, what's hot, but – Probably. Did you see this new uh, thing in the, uh, I think I posted it, Scan uh, Serious? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was on the, I listened to the call tonight. That they, uh, they have all of these, like, major uh, brands of Brand. toys. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I didn't see what it's all about, but basically they're, bre- I guess they're breaking down which are the most profitable toys in a series or, or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's good to, you know, like to have to share information on toys, you know, probably sometime in November starting, you know. Yeah. I'll tell you I'm what, Walmart clearance on toys, if you can find it, it's really good even in December. Oh, December, yeah, for sure. But I'm, I'm, I, I think we should... I'm saying starting in November yeah. to share information on what's, you know, what's no, I, selling. A lot, of people assume, a lot of people assume the only way to get toys is full price. But I actually was finding toys in clearance at Walmart, like oh. right up until the very end. I bought no toys full price last year. Right. So I was, Everything I was I started in January, so... Uh, I missed that uh, fourth quarter last year. Okay. Um, but, you know, I know there's also an opportunity to sell over retail. Over yeah. retail to us. So we should, uh, we should share, you know, share that information uh, um, so when, uh, when it's out there. 
speaking of toys, um, I just got a notification today about a Nerf gun that I sold out of quite some time ago. And um, I guess they're doing – did anybody else get a oh. notification about guns today? Yeah, yeah. I got about two two items. Yeah. So, yeah, don't remind I me. I, I had to get nine. It, it went active like two days ago, and they didn't. They just sent the email. But if you looked earlier, if you had active listings, they went dead like a couple of days ago. Well, yeah, I haven't sold any of these for like left. eight months or so. So I was like, Did, I'm just going to delete have, it and call it dead. Yeah, yeah, I have nine coming to me. All yeah, I know is if I can't sell them on that. Craigslist, then uh, all my friends mm-hmm. are going to get those and glow in the dark set. <laughs> I had uh, I had one gun I had I just had it to, I'm gonna uh, I had it destroyed because I only had one but yeah I got it. it it's pretty ridiculous but uh, it's gonna suck for Nerf the company though. Yeah. But they but they sell water guns I don't know you know it's uh it'll be interesting it, what, you had you got it on, I didn't get it on Nerf you got it on a Nerf gun. I got it on a Nerf gun yeah. It's it's strange too. I have I have five active listings for Nerf, and two of them went dead. Like you can't even go to the the like the listing no longer exists. How is this um, selling? I mean, as I far as I know, know, it's like yeah. anything remotely gun-like. No, yeah, I have three that's... other ones that are still selling that are more gun-like. Like these uh, ones are so in. I need to send you pictures of these because they're so intense that like they they're like the huge they're like the ones that had eighteen clips nerf right like they're in they're the insane ones that no one has because they're like seventy dollars like this this like look I just sent it in the chat look at this thing I mean how is Amazon selling that that is very gun like yeah. Yeah, I, there's a I had, there's a clip capacity restriction in California. I had that, but it was an 18 clip um, below it. Um, yeah. So, so how how are they selling that? You know. I don't know. What's I don't know. It is what it is. I, I don't know. Luckily, I, I got them from Target. <laughs> what? I got them from Target when they did like buy two get one free. So I have 90 days to bring it back with the receipt. Right. Um. Um. So yeah, I think we should um we should do more we should do more of these calls. It's good and um, especially for you know going into the next month. Yeah. Well, I got my TalkShoe account set up correctly. Uh, what took so long was I had set up an account and then I started a call. And then I messed up the call because I didn't know I needed to call into the call. So then I couldn't start another call on my account, so I had to make a new account. So now I got everything figured out. And uh, I see Ryan Flynn's on Facebook right now. So uh, if Ryan wants to do the calls from now on, otherwise I got the call that we can do. Or I, I got this oh. so we can do a call. Um, and also I can show you, it, it's free. The TalkShoe account's free. So. Oh. Um, oh, and also, if you guys are recalling any Nerf guns, I would be happy to buy some off of you for my boys mm-hmm. that I allow to play with Nerf oh. guns. So oh, you, you should to... tell me before I process the, the shipment. Well, 
Sorry. Then I can cancel um, them and then send you pictures of the ones I have if you want them for cost <laughs> plus plus fifty cents to send it to you. I'm gonna stockpile Nerf guns for my kids, man. I mean, before <laughs> you can't get Nerf guns anymore, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's mostly a New York thing. Yeah, that's you know. I know there's a, guy, there's, there's a guy who posted on Scan Power on the Scan Power group that he had to um, settle with New York State for like 250 bucks because of gun guns he sold on Amazon. Hmm. That's Previously? Okay. Yeah. Like from previous they, sales. Yeah, they wanted more money from him, and he like negotiated with them. It was kind of like uh, dealing with the mob. He said. <laughs> Wow. But why would you be afraid they don't have guns in New York? What? Why would you be afraid they don't have guns there in New York? Okay, that was a really dumb right. joke. I'm sorry. Exactly. Got it. I don't know. It's funny. But Eric, yeah. I'll, se- I'll send you the um, the names of the mm-hmm. Nerf guns and you can Google them. Okay. Um, so you're going to have, two... have them recalled? Is that what you're saying? If you recall, just send them to my address. I'll pay them for you. Pay them for I you. Already, okay, I'm you in the pro- yeah, I already pr- processed the recall, so I'll cancel them and then hope that at least a co- one of each stays behind. Um, and then let me know if you want them or not. There's two. There's I have okay. two kinds. I got three of one, six of another. Um, both of them are really cool. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, I wish I had a bigger office. What can I say? Yeah. Well, I mean, if if these things are not going to be allowed to be sold, you know, in Target and and you no, know, no, no, like you, you can get them at Target and Walmart and see, I think just, it's a it's, it's a state law, so you know what I mean. Your local your local place will have it, but Amazon sells nationally, so I think they're concerned. It's no different than yeah. gun. It's no different than gun parts. There's some things you can't buy in California, but you can get in Arizona and Nevada. Amazon has just decided they don't want to have to deal with it in general. They don't want to have to deal with, like, state-by-state state legal shipping laws. They just, right. I guess they decided just to squash it. Mm. And that's okay. what eBay did years ago. You can't sell gun parts on eBay now. That's all. Um, yeah, so it's, you can still go, you can get the same, I don't know if you can get the deal I got, but you can still get the gun um, on Target or Walmart for, like, 30 bucks, and then my cost just happened to be like 24, and then they, they're they selling right now for like 50, 60 because I guess they're hard to get. Yeah. Right. Um, they're huge, well, just, though. Like, there, it's going to be like tall, like almost taller than half the size of your kid. It's a huge, they're huge. <laughs> well, so my thing is that, okay, if you can get it recalled for 50 cents an item, that's awesome, right? Um, number one, and the number two, I see us not to be like political here, but I, I see us as a nation moving toward kind of this anti-gun thing. And I want my kids to be able to play with this stuff in a safe environment and not be scared. So, and they're boys, so I'm not trying to be political or anything about it. But that's just kind of my theory as a mom that like let them spray each other and hit each other with nerf balls. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, right. It's. It's. I, I think the problem with these ones where they look like an AK-47 and like a like a, a, like you know a SWAT what? shotgun. But you know what? It's, it's ridiculous. They, They're not even black, right? These things are like orange no, and yellow and 
Yeah, you know one's, I mean? like, <laughs> one's, one's blue and orange, and the other one's, like, bright yellow. Like, yeah. no yeah. cop thinks this is a gun. What, know, right. what happens a lot in Philadelphia is people buy squirt guns that look vaguely like pistols, and they spray paint them. <laughs> That's all. That's a and, terrible idea. Well, see, part of the thing is, is because it's not a deadly weapon, you don't get, um, like, if you rob a convenience store and you get caught, it's different to rob a gun with a loaded, or a place with a loaded gun, or a right. fake gun, and not a loaded gun, and all that crap. So it's, like, less of a penalty to do it with a squirt gun that's spray-painted well, black. Why do you know so much about this? Um, my son got robbed by a guy with a water gun. You're what? My stepdad got robbed by a guy with a water gun. Uh-oh. You just made that he, whole thing not, not not funny now. No, I mean, it's kind of a funny story, but the guy dropped it, and it bounced. <laughs> and my stepdad was like, oh, really, dude? And the guy ran out of the door. It was kind of funny. But um, nobody got hurt. But, uh, yeah, so that's what was going on with it. I mean, I think it's a bit ridiculous, but whatever. Right. I mean, you know, you can stick a finger in your uh, hoodie pocket and say you have a gun. Nobody's going to, I don't know, nobody cares. Yeah. Um, I'll keep that in mind for my next really rough FBA month. <laughs> yeah. No. Listen, all you Never need mind. is a, a pointy stick in a bag and you're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm is there anything make, else? We, yeah. I'm not going to make any jokes about a pointy stick in a bag. Hey, we all need to get seed funding somehow, right? Right. <laughs> was there anybody else that wanted to come up with anything about shoes? I got, um, I kind of um, did some stuff, uh, made some notes here, and I'll share those notes. Uh, I'm going to try some online arbitrage to, or tonight, and then tomorrow I'm going to be doing some liquidation because uh, I'm going there anyway, so why not look at shoes? And uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes. So yeah, I've, Chris, I've heard... I would recommend. Okay, I'm gonna go, um, Chris. I really recommend that you look into opening some wholesale accounts because once you have those set up, man, it's golden. Because all you do is send an email. They charge my card. I got a UPS account set up. I'm saving a lot yeah. of money that way. It's you easy. know I'm gonna it's talk so to you easy. about that, Erica. I'm gonna talk to you yep. about that, Erica, because okay. you you've talked. To, I don't know what you want me to say here, but. Um, You've talked to me about your buying process, and it seems pretty streamlined, so I like it. But see, the thing is, is that my liquid—I've talked to you guys about my problem with my liquidation source that I have. Well, I've just been informed that they're looking to partner up with somebody, and uh, they're buying uh, pallet or um, truckloads, um, five, six truckloads at a time, and they're looking to distribute it. They have an auction that they do, but they need somebody before the auction to even come in and make offers on it. So I'm going to be working on that, and a lot of it's shoes. There's a lot of shoes that come through. So why not? Well, okay, here's my thought on that, is that that could be a huge time drain because if those shoes aren't already on Amazon, you're looking at making new listings for every uh, no, shoe that comes of, in. Actually, a lot of stuff that they had was like, um, it's a lot of the um, work boots, a lot of Walmart okay. stuff. So, like, I okay. can look at it. I can look at it, and it'll be, you know, manifested in everything. So, like, a lot of it, like, I bought a bunch of Dickie socks the other day. I bought boxes of Dickie socks. For some reason, they're listed in shoes, but 
you know, they're like ranked 7,500 in shoes. So I know they're going to sell, you know, and I have a ton yeah. of them. I paid a dollar a bag or a dollar a thing of them. There's two yeah. two pairs on the, the clip. So, you know, yeah, I definitely don't want to be making listings. I don't have time for that crap. But um, but that's what happened to me when I bought the shoes from the liquidator is that most of them were not on Amazon. And yeah. I bought into the idea that, oh, these would be an easy Amazon flip. And it really was such a time suck. So Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So quick question about rank regarding variations. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, like, don't go above 5,000 rank with, like, 12 to 15 variations, for example. In in higher ranks, let's say 20 or 30,000, is there a certain variation that's, like, a comfort zone? Um, you know, I personally don't necessarily go go by that, meaning I'll buy stuff all the time at – 70,000 or 50,000 or 40,000 and, and it sells. It's because, you know, I'm buying a size 8 and there's no size 8 in stock for women or something. Mm-hmm. Or, so, like, the stuff's not necessarily, it's not a good rank, but there's a reason for it. So, I think with shoes, you really have to look at the brand. You have to look at, like, why the rank is high. A lot of times the rank is high because there's only third-party seller, like, no FBA or not a lot of good sizes in stock. I would say if all the good sizes are there, if it's really good, you know, if, if there's FBA, if the price is good, I would tend to stick to like 20000 or less. But if somebody's selling a pair of shoes for 119 and I'm buying that shoe for 40 and it's 50000 rank, I know I'm going to sell it very quickly at 90 And, you know, and it's right now at 119 and third-party seller, not, not FBA. But I know if I price it right, it'll sell right away. And happens all the time. So, like, I think if the brand is good, you really need to evaluate why. And, and then a lot of times I buy ranks that are 100 and 150,000 and they're not in stock at all. So, if it's a good brand, I'll buy that because I know the only reason the rank is high is because no size, nothing is in stock. It, and, you know, last time it was in stock, it sold and the rank just, you know, goes down after that. So, mm-hmm. so until I, you know I don't brand, think it's a hard and fast rule. What? What, until you know brands, what do you do? But you, I mean, I think most people know, you know brands that, you know, you know Nike, you know Skechers, you know women's shoes like Nine West and like maybe no. Two Men. No, no, no. no, no. I can look brands. it up on Google Trends and I can learn, know if there's learn. an increase in demand or a decrease. Learn, well, that's learn, about it. Learn, learn the brands, you know. Like as you scan and as you look online and whatever, you'll see, you'll learn the brand, you know, or go with the brands that you know and you'll learn, and learn, and you know what I mean? You'll learn it. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, to me, I thought these are like well-known brands, but um, go with what you know. If you feel it's a strong brand. Okay, I'll give you an example. Te- um, Tevas. You know Tevas? Nope. Teva, maybe. Teva? Teva. I just, I, I just I'm, I'm, I'm Israeli. We say Tevas. It's Israeli company. I, I, I just learned about Crocs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, so just, no, no shoe sourcing for you. Yeah. So, oh, but I sold my first pair in two weeks, Chris. I I gotta do something, right? You know what? Go to go to do you know go to the top you know 100 or whatever. Look up on Amazon the top sellers in boots, top sellers in you know like if you don't especially if you don't know women's shoes or men's shoes or sneakers or whatever it is, look at the top sellers and see what brands there are you know and you'll get a good. You'll get a good feel. 
I I just felt if if there was consistent reviews that were good, and it mm-hmm. had a high um, percentage of fitting the size, and it it didn't have like if the consistency between the sizes and the price was a constant, and there was over like a hundred percent and twenty dollar payout, they gave me wiggle room to price down if I needed to. Right. That. I mean, that, those are all like, good things. That, that's how I buy based off evaluating off data. So it, to tell me, like, oh, just people tell me, oh, you got no brands and just shoot with your gut. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Um, but as you start selling stuff, you'll get you'll get a feel for, you're like, wow, this pair of shoes sold really quickly. Like, you know, and you'll, I mean, you'll see good shoes that have some really good brands will also have a lot of reviews and a lot of good reviews and, you know, and as you go into stores or online or whatever, you'll start seeing the same brand. I'll give you I'll give you a brand for example you may not know, okay? But I'm sure the girls, women on this call will know. Uh, ladies, ladies, uh, Fry Boots. Yes, Fry Boots. Fry, yes, Fry Boots. Bam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very expensive, very very high end brand. Like you might not know them, but you know, I I buy those shoes and I can buy them for I'll spend a hundred bucks. And I could sell them for three hundred on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Where are you picking them up for a hundred bucks, though? Marshall. Six PM. Oh, or Marshall. Six PM. Or um, it could be a flash sale site that you buy them on. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, you can go on. You know, do you know? Do you know about Zulily? Yeah, they're based in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. So Zulily, they may not know. Um, I bought some shoes on Zulily. They have deals for different stuff. Um, yeah, I bought stride rights on Zulily. Um, yeah, okay, another great brand, right? So um yeah. you get a feel for these for these brands. So I'll buy I'll buy those shoes, even though they may not okay, so here's another here's another thing with shoes, right? Some of it's seasonal. I'm buying boots now. The ranks are not amazing, but in a couple of months as we get into winter, they're gonna get they're gonna get better. Right? Mm-hmm. So you may have a rank of fifty thousand on a shoe today and it may go to ten or fifteen thousand when it starts snowing, you know? Um Especially like snow boots or kids snow boots, right? I've been buying. I bought. Um, there was a deal on. You know Sorel. No. Uh, Sorel's a brand of uh, of boots, and I guess they have kids boots. Um, my wife pointed this out to me, and they have they are having a deal on their website, like I don't know, fifty or sixty percent off. And I bought bought a whole bunch of kids snow boots. I I've, I've sold some. I spent two grand, okay, on these boots. I've sold some, okay, but they're probably not really going to start selling a lot till, you know, December, January, till it starts to snow, people are going to go looking for boots. So the ranks are going to, I mean, and some of the ranks are already, are already very good, like 1300, but some of the shoes that I bought from them are like, you know, 40,000 or 30,000, but I still bought them because I'm anticipating a season that, you know, soon people are going to be buying them. Yeah. So, so when there's, let's say like 10 different color variations, and there's a hundred reviews. Do you look at the reviews to look spot check to make sure that like all 100 reviews isn't one or two different colors, and you're not I, buying? I look at reviews. I mean, look generally. For example, if you have men's dress shoes or you have women's boots, if you have brown and black, I think black is a stronger color. You know, um, generally. You know, same thing. Like I bought some wallets recently from Amazon as flips. There was brown and black. Um, I bought. I bought out more. Uh, I actually bought bought out both, but the price on the black was a little bit higher. I still bought them out because more people are going to buy the black wallet. 
Yeah, but if you're talking about something like Nike or Reebok running shoes and there's, like, 14 different color variations and there's everything between, like, dark blue and purple to, like, orange and green. No, I think that's open to taste. I mean, I don't think the reviews will tell you the full story there. You know, I think another thing to keep in mind is um, I saw uh, an article about people buying shoes that were pink for the uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, like, a shoe that might you might never sell pink, but if it's right before this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you know, right. if you're outsourcing in September and you see a couple pink shoes, might be worth the gamble. Blue is another one. Um, there's, like, you know a color for, yeah. I think pink shoes will sell any, you know what I mean? There's always people who are going to be interested in that, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Any day of the week. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but, like, a pink man shoe in size 12 or something like that, you know, um, yeah. you know, hey. I'm just saying it's, you know, what? it might be so something. You take a trip with me down to the, to the East village. We'll find plenty of customers. <laughs> and then, um, no, I think you have customers for, for, for anything. Yeah. That might not be the first thing I buy. A pink shoe size 12, you know? Well, Okay, well, I I, th- I got a lot of information on shoes. I think we all did. Um, I think Brett and I are going to have to uh, shore off when it comes to shoes. Shoe bet you. I'm just <laughs> throwing my money around just like this roulette. Hey, you got to <laughs> spend money to make money, right? I just figure if I can get a good sample group of a little bit of everything. Of, right, of and, that's, the common... and that's the thing, you know, go wide, you know, don't go... Like the reason why I like online and retail arbitrage is because, you know, I don't have, I don't buy, you know, I buy five pairs of this and three pairs of that, and, you know, if it ends up being a bust, then it's a bust. I haven't done wholesale yet. I'm interested in it, um, but it's less of a risk. I guess that yeah, a two dollars fifty a pair, uh, it's not much of a risk either. So, so I've only been buying two of everything just because it makes shipping really easy because it goes to ONT2, which is the next day to me. Um, I haven't bought more than two because I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, At what point of moving shoes did you feel more confident buying higher quantities? Um, I think when you, well, one, if I find the same shoe that I've already sold, you know. Okay, yeah, definitely. um, You know, or, or again, as you as you learn to see what brands are selling well for you, you know, you'll get a feel. I think it'll come with experience on, you know. Once you start having a track record of, let's say, 100 pairs of shoes selling, you kind of know what you sold and yeah. what isn't. You know, yeah. You know, you know what's selling. You see what sizes are selling. You see what's popular. Um, you know, I've even created listings for shoes and sold. Um you know, I think anything, if you're looking at kids' shoes, stuff with characters, it's always good, you know, licensed stuff. You know, Frozen, Star Wars, yeah. that, that stuff is really is, good. Isn't the payout, though, almost low? No, why? If you buy it for buy it for 15 and sell it for 40 Well, what's the, I don't, I don't know what the payout on that number would be. The percentage. No, I'm looking at more of the payout. No, Just if you because... buy pay- why? Shoes are only like two pounds or a pound, especially kids' shoes. Well, with the high returns, and I'm just personally, with a, every time someone, a pair of shoes gets returned, it's four bucks. Um, 
and there's a high return rate, and I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm trying not to go anything you know below what? I, I don't a $20 think I think, um, payout. Um, I don't really worry about the returns. It's part, like, I, if you're selling shoes consistently, like kids' shoes especially, you can buy for cheap and sell at a good price, especially character stuff. Like, you can make better margin, for example, than some other stuff. Like, I've well, been and, and they're that. smaller and they're lighter, and right. usually I don't get returns on kids' shoes. I get them on the adult I, shoes. I, I don't okay. get much, much, much either. Uh, you know what? I find a lot of um, parents probably get their kids' size, you know, like in a store. And then we'll probably go out and buy it online, or you know, they know mm-hmm. they already know the size or whatever. Um, I don't really get much returns either in kids. I get more returns in adult shoes um, than in than in kids shoes. But look for character stuff. I I created a listing. I bought a Coles. I bought frozen uh, boots for twenty bucks, um, and I'm selling them for forty nine ninety nine. And and I, you know I've already sold some. And I created the listing because I know, I you know, it's Disney Frozen. It, it'll sell. Can I ask you a quick question? Sorry. When you create a listing, do you use UPC when the the one that's from the product, or do you use your own? I use my I I use the UPC on the product. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know some people. Uh, you there's an advantage to use your own UPC, which is if somebody else scans it, they're not going to jump on your listing. Right. Um, but it's an Amazon I, violation to not use the product UPC. Is it for uh, sure? For, for sure? For yeah, sure? it's for sure. You're uh-huh. supposed to use the you're supposed to use the product UPC, but um, you know what? It's nope. Usually, usually when I create a listing like that, it's not very common that somebody will jump on it. But I, I had somebody jump on uh, something I bought at Kohl's and I created a listing. So it's it's happened to me, but it, you're not going to get like 20 people, especially in clothes or shoes, you know that are going to jump on it. In toys, maybe. Um, but the thing is that Amazon also will never know. It, it, it could be an Amazon violation, but you're going to put a label over the UPC um, right. on the box or whatever. I mean, the truth is Amazon will never know what the UPC is. Um, but, I get, you know, I, I, no, I haven't uh, – I've used the UPC from the product. And, mm-hmm. and in some cases, the UPC – like, I've, I've done it with clothing – and the UPC sometimes on the same label where it says Coles, and it has a separate label like Disney or whatever. So I'll, I'll take, I'll completely get rid of that, you know, that label because it still has like a Disney label, but a separate UPC, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get rid of it, but I'll still keep it. Well, I, and there's also um, in terms of UPCs, um, I know a lot of cosmetic brands sell internationally, and when they do liquidations, they will you know, take back or take overstock or whatever of um, package, like the same product that may have different packaging and a different UPC because they were selling them in different venues. So like one cosmetic company I'm thinking of sells in Sephora, Ulta, and, uh, Ulta Nordstrom, um, Macy's, and their own standalone um, stores. And they had different UPCs for every line of distribution in the United States let alone everything they sold internationally. So there are circumstances like that where they will do a UPC merge because they're selling the same exact product, but the right. UPCs are just wacky because the company did things wacky. So I used to work for a pharmaceutical company, and when I worked for a company that worked for pharmaceutical companies, I'll say that, 
And um, we used to do uh, UPCs on medication, like with electron microscopes and stuff like that. And they used that to track, like, counterfeits. They also used it, like, to track, like, where it was sold. Because, like, there's a black market. Like, technically, if you bought something in England and brought it to America, outside of the channel, the normal distribution channel, it's technically gray market. Right. Right. So, that's all. Because, like, what we were dealing with was, like, if you go to Brazil, a Viagra pill is, like, 40 cents. But if you go to America, it's like five bucks. So people were going down to Brazil, buying thousands of Viagras and importing them into America and selling them online. Right. So, you know, yeah. So that was gray market. It's not black market because it's not counterfeit or stolen, but it's gray market, and they were working to fight right. that. So, so um, regarding sales in Q4, has most people seen an increase, not on, on, like, more holiday stuff, like Halloween, obviously, that's going to have a huge increase, but on everyday items, I've seen people seeing an in, uh, increase in uh, sell rate. I, I've seen yeah. a little bit on, on some toys. Yeah, I'm trending above last month for sure. Okay. I'm I'm from a lot of more experienced Q4 sellers. They say it doesn't really hit till like yeah. the second or third week of November. Yeah, they said yeah. like the the week before Black Friday is normally really good, and then Black Friday is when it it's like the champagne pops kind of thing. Yeah, you know I I, I have a lot of clothing and shoes, so it'll be interesting for me to see how that if that you know if that does any. Differently, I mean, I have some, I have some clothing specifically. I bought like nice sweaters and stuff specifically for the holiday season. I think will do well. Um, I also have ugly Christmas sweaters that I that should do well. Um, I had a bunch of those. You have? Yeah, I've been buying them at Goodwill as I find them. Um, so um, uh, I bought out Amazon stock on two listings. Oh, okay. Um, of ugly Christmas sweaters, um, awesome. so I, th- I think it'll do. Um, I think it'll do well, but that's probably not until end of December. You should run like an Instagram campaign. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, I don't think I'll need it. I okay. Bought, I bought I bought one sweater for two dollars. I bought another one for six from Amazon. Yeah, I don't know much about clothing, so I can't. I've never bought a sweater in my life. <laughs> I think that's the manliest thing you can say. <laughs> no, there, there, there's more. There's, there's, it's just not appropriate. Uh, well, but uh, uh, anyways, cool. So I'm excited for Q4. Um, for toy spending, what I'm doing is I'm gathering up all the big box inventory and then I'm going to be evaluating on a daily basis. Um, so I don't know what everyone's looking for regarding ROI and rank wise, um, but there's going to be a lot available. Um, what, what, um, do you, do, 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 what are you, so you're going to, you're going to big box stores and you're going to see like how stuff is moving. Yeah, I'm going to be because it, it it's a very fluctuating state in Q4 where you know it it 
um, prices and toys or any gift really, not even toys, uh, can change within very rapidly in a four-day period. Um, so, so a lot of people either try to like speculate right on what's going to be the hot toys, or they go really wide and they right. try to carry a lot, little bit of everything. Um, I'm just going to try to react to the current demand and right. whether I what whether I fall short on that because who knows maybe I'm mm-hmm. like one of maybe everyone's thinking I'm going to be doing what I'm doing and everyone's going to be like a week behind and then the, and then what was hot is now going to have like you know a hundred sellers who knows um but when there's a when there's a you know unavailable when, when you can't find it online and you can only find it in stores there's definitely a lot of opportunity there uh, but which I, the BBA is back in stock on Amazon. I don't know if anyone knows the what? This the SP Hero. Oh yeah, yeah. BBA Amazon has it back in stock. Um, I have two of them um, at Amazon right now, but I don't know if it's good. Or, I'm not buying anymore. Yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna look at all the retailers that I have in my area. And then reevaluate pricing and, and possibility daily, and then just dictate my buy list off that, and then ship out same day. Um, Another good place to look is the Amazon Movers and Shakers list, top 100. Oh, regarding hot toys, just look at. Or yeah. are you talking about flips? Um, regarding hot toys, I mean they could potentially also be Amazon flips, but. Um, like if Amazon's going, you know, if you look at Keepa and you see Amazon going in and out of stock, um, that's a good, that's a good sign. Um, but just in general, to look at the movers and shakers and toys and see what's, what's in the top 100. Yeah. I've, I've never really been that successful that close to, like, personally, I do really, like, uh, He's never really on calls anymore, but Ben Ben does really good in the high competitive, low rank area. Um, I do not. I, I'm usually more in like the one percent to three percent of rank. I I hardly ever get in the top half percent rank of a category. Right. Uh, um. But good look at. I get what you're saying. You know, try to find. Yeah, I mean, go, it'll give, it'll give you an idea of what. What's hot, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm just gonna put out a big net and have a tough criteria, and then see what gets you know strained out. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good to uh, share what we see out there, you know, like in November. Uh, definitely, you're right. It's not gonna. It's the, the the you know the hot toys are gonna show themselves sometime in you know. End of November. Yeah, I'm. To be honest, from my experience last year, the the, the killer items weren't even considered toys. There is yeah, so much in the home area, the craft area, the home improvement area. The right. Um, I I even saw killer, you know, movement on beauty products. Um. There is right. even some some health items that would be considered like you know weightlifting related that were moving at an incredible pace. The, the price didn't rapidly increase, but uh, the rank did. You know they they were 
they or they went but, down regarding rank. But um, I'm more excited to you know it, I I don't want to say like everyone does toys, but everyone you know does toys. Yeah, so that's the only like moving forward probably past like another two weeks i'm only going to be spending like 15 and 20 percent of my budget on toys just because i'm I'm too concerned on buying full retail and 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 not right. making it right um but there i'm really excited about some of the other if you're familiar like with kitchen or home category or sports category or yeah. you know if you if you are, that's kind of where I'm focusing on personally um, because uh, it's just not really it's not, not the talk of the town. It's, yeah, it's not right. the talk of the town. It's There's no – no one's doing um, Q4 uh, bolo lists on home goods or sports right. equipment. Last um, year, the best-selling item I had was a uh, the water speakers, the multicolored water speakers from Walmart and Kmart. Or I'm sorry, Walmart and Target, and they like bubble. Do you know at all what I'm talking about? No. The water speakers. Do they float? No. So it's a speaker, and there's water in it, and then there's it blows bubbles through the water. Oh, this oh, sounds that's so, insane. Yeah, that well, sounds really cool. And then they're like multicolored and all this stuff. Um, I'm give me one second. I'm finding them on eBay or on Amazon right now. Um, so, you know, now, like, I'm sorry? Oh, I was just going to throw in a a good example of, of, of hot Q4 sellers was like for my, for myself with ThinkGeek. I'm banned from them, but if you can buy from ThinkGeek, they have a lot of good stuff. Uh, that's a good tip. Yeah. So I sold, I don't know, 30 of those last year. And I was buying them for fifteen bucks at Walmart and selling them for like thirty five, forty bucks on Amazon. Yeah, there, there's there's so many examples I can. I, I'm trying to put in the hours to look at my previous sales oh, and my old skews. I'll tell you what else is good: seasonal food items. Um, yes. Yeah, like uh, pumpkin pie filling. I have a um, hundred and forty four jars of meat pie filling going into Amazon right now. The seasonal thing. <laughs> Yeah, meat well, pie? Meat pie. I don't know what a meat pie is, but I actually kept a jar. Me and my girlfriend, we're going to make one. But uh, it's minced meat in a jar, so it's like meat and raisins and stuff. I don't know. It looks <laughs> gross as hell, but I got a ton of it. <laughs> None such. All right. Yeah, so um, I'm sending it in. It's 28... Okay, right now it's thirty three in grocery, thirty three thousand in grocery. It's twenty seven ninety nine for two jars. I paid a dollar a jar. So, so yeah. yeah, there's 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 so much good stuff in in Q four. Um, I'm I I love I love uh, the idea of maximizing some potential on toys, but um, I'm not I don't have kids, so it's not like I. It's not like I have my thumb to the pulse and I know what brands or what toys or what characters are right. you know the talk the talk of the six year olds. I have right. you know, so I don't know oh, either. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this is gonna sound like a joke, but I'm gonna tell you what to do. Go to Walmart, 
walk around the toy section for a couple minutes and watch for the kid screaming on the ground, having a temper tantrum, and then <laughs> listen to what they want. I seriously did that last year. And that, that's what the kid wanted, and it was some sort of Paw Patrol thing. I pick it up, and it was insane. Right. Last year, Rocky, I know in January I sold. It was twelve ninety nine retail, and it was signed for 40 bucks. Yeah, it was like the group thing, the dancing group. Yeah. Is a good one. Yeah, so just watch where kids are hanging out. Sounds really creepy, but it works. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that guy. They're just kind of like dwindling in the toy section by himself. Uh, has uh, anybody else ever been asked if they own an orphanage? <laughs> I, no, I, I, I got asked today if I was giving it to donations. <laughs> you just laugh and walk away. Now we're going to have to say, uh, we're going to get asked like if we're buying a bunch of women's shoes. I'm just going to have to tell somebody I have a terrible foot fetish no, or something. No, come on. Tell them that on Friday night, that's what you do. You wear them. No, you know what I think I'm going to tell them? I just have 100 girlfriends. I, I uh, think, I've been saying the same thing over and over, and I say, if it's on the list, all I know, all I know is I'm supposed to buy it. You know, you know what? Cashiers will look at me, and I'm telling them, oh, yeah, I'm selling all this stuff. And they're like, oh, that's what I thought. Like, they don't care. Yeah, and nobody never, really cares. It's usually the customers that ask me. Yeah, it's custom, I've had people, like, ask me what I'm doing, and I'll say, like, I'm scanning stuff, and I'll just say, like, oh, I'm just comparing the price online, which I am. Yep. You right. can also say uh, there's a program called Kicks that I guess you get points for scanning products in stores based off your GPS location. Um, you can always whip that line out too. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you can say. Yeah. Um, or mind your but, fucking business. <laughs> in New York, you say mind your business. What I <laughs> tell people too is is uh, another line I like to tell people is. I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. <laughs> That's fine. I I just like drift off, so I just like begin with like, yeah, so yeah, those. And nobody ever asks me any questions. <laughs> yeah, sometimes if I if I'm really not in the mood, I just wear glasses inside, and it seems like if you wear sunglasses inside, that like the sign, just don't mess with that guy. Yeah, something's off with you. Yeah, it's um. That, that's only if I've only had like f- four hours of sleep, and then it's, and I, I can't deal with like six year olds a- mm-hmm. asking why I'm buying so much shampoo. Um, first time ever, I had a stalker chase me down because I took the last of all of one model of toys, and uh, he asked me if he could have one for his kid, and it was the first time like an employee like wanted something out of my cart. And oh. you gave it to him? Yeah, I gave it to him. And, you know, it was for his kid. Like, how can I deprive the hope and, and, and dreams of a little kid? The only people, though, I'll I'll give them to is, is little kids or, or elderly. Like, elderly people ask me a lot um, if they could have something out of my cart. And I'll I, tell them, you know what? There's a great place called Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if somebody ever, like, I've I've had people just, like, walk over and start picking stuff out of my cart that's, like, I haven't even bought everything. Oh, I'll just walk yeah, over yeah. and say, hey, those are all the defective items. 
<laughs> no, they, they're just not used to seeing so much stuff in one cart. They assume it's like customer returns or something normally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rarely, do, like people dig through my carts, but I just tell them, oh, all that's mine. And they, they're just really surprised. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I had a first time ever today. Some guy, or not today, Tuesday, some guy came up to me, saw me scanning, asked me if I was an Amazon seller. Um, I told him, yeah. And then he goes and starts rummaging, like moving stuff through my cart to see what I had. Um, <laughs> and like, and, and there was the first, like, it was the first time anyone ever came up to me and asked me directly, are you selling on Amazon? Most people are like, oh, are you a reseller? Or they, the most common phrase I hear is, do you have a store? Right. Um, but he, he, he was there scanning. He saw me scanning, came up to me. Rather than, like, say, oh, I sell too, or, like, you know, shake my hand or something on common ground, he starts looking through my cart, and I, I really didn't know how to react. It, it was I had to tell him to, like, this isn't, like, uh, a show and tell. Like, you need to move on. Like, um, like what would you guys, like, how, how do you approach, have you ever approached another reseller? Or, or normally if I see a guy skating. I did. I do. I do. Okay, so how do you how do you start the conversation? Well, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I usually just like walk up to him and just be like, "Hey, um, I, are you my selling on Amazon too?" And just you know, give him a handshake or whatever. Uh, the one lady I was talking to, she was there with her kid, and I think her kid was like a developmentally uh, a developmentally challenged person. And um, I was talking to her and him for like over an hour. So because because like I've I've met resellers in, in like on Facebook and then on road trips met with them for like coffee or a beer or something and it's totally cool because it's like I'm just passing through I'm not really a threat you know to your to putting food on the table kind of thing um, and it's a great experience but like I've never had a good experience locally and I'm just trying to figure out like is one, is there any point to trying to be, you know, like friendly with your competition? And two, can any good come from it? Well, here's one thing to keep in mind. There is a woman, and I've shared some stories about her. There's a woman in my area that does FBI, and she is a real asshole. Everybody hates her. And she <laughs> pulls stuff off shelf. She doesn't put stuff back on the shelf. Um, she's, she's the one that makes the right where, where you can just, like, yes. tell that she's been down the aisle. You told me about her. Correct. And she's suspended right now because she was putting, like, hundreds of pounds in one cardboard box and weighing oh, it at 50 pounds. Oh, the one that was yelling at the UPS store. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the deal is, is that if I go in a store, you know, and I've, I've had relationships now with all of the managers in my area, and they know me. So really, I don't actually want to associate with her because if they see me and her standing there having a friendly conversation, I don't want them to assume that I'm with her. So my concern is, is you don't know what that person's doing. They might be a real asshole in the store, and then you could lose out. Yeah, so if if, if you have a good relationship and then that person's an a-hole, all of a sudden, from credit, from association, you're thrown into that pit. Exactly. So that's my only. Con- that would be my concern about it. 
Okay, fair enough. Plus, I source really weird stuff. Like, when people share bolos, I'm like, no, 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 I want to buy that kind of garbage. Like, I want dog buy, treats and weird meat stuff. Filling. Buy like what? Meat like meat filling. Yeah. So I don't want other people in on that. All, all I know is that my my area is pretty competitive. Like every, even if it's only a thousand members, I'll find at least two people that live in my area doing Amazon selling. Um, so so I have to like get up at seven to be thirty miles away by eight, so that when that guy goes out to go source, I've already been to his home store. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to figure out like the more I run into these people, I don't want it to be like Breaking Bad scenario where we're giving like stare downs in the parking lot. I'd like it to be like more of like, like, Hey, how are you doing? Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm doing good too. Kind of thing. Well, um, one thing that uh, to keep in mind, I source at night. And I source between about 7 o'clock and midnight is when I do most of my business. And that, of course, means that a lot of times there's a lot of stores I don't go into. I mostly, you know, after 10 o'clock, it's all Walmart. But the thing is this, after, so that's when they start having the people out stocking shelves, especially at Walmart. And if you can go to Walmart at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I have found them putting out the clearance and been like, okay, I'll be back in a little bit, and then I'll you know, circle the store, look for the little stuff, and come back, and they're doing the clearance stuff at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, so most of my stores, we don't, in the suburbs, we don't have any Walmarts open past midnight. Um, they just, right. they don't even, they, they just shut down. Um, wow. So, and then all the liquidation stores, including the big box, typically either stock at night, or they stock starting at like, 4 a.m. and they're done by like 9 or 10. Yeah. Um, so so morning is really in my area where if you want to, if you don't want the leftovers, you have to hit it in the morning because if you go there at night, chances are not only has all the customers come through the clearance, but all the other resellers have too. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any resellers other than that woman in my area. From what I hear about your area, you have to drive a while yes. to get to stores. So I do. I only yeah. So that like the only I talked to maybe two other. You're you're I don't know what part of Pennsylvania. Wait, you're still in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Do you know where okay. State College is in Pennsylvania? No. I, I okay. but my point is though I talked to two other sellers that sell mm-hmm. like one guy sells like forty grand a month and one guy sells eighty grand a month and they do road trips. Three days uh-huh. a week. And uh-huh. that's how you have to, if you want to do retail mm-hmm. overcharge in Pennsylvania, you have to be able, willing to put in the money. Yeah, so that that's where I am, and that's why I just bought a new car, and I got a big, I have a dad car right now. So, you know, I'm doing, uh, this weekend, I'm going to be staying local because I have some commitments I have to take care of. But next weekend, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Weekend after that, probably Harrisburg. Okay. So in the suburbs, we can drive like 20 miles, and there'll be three Targets, four mm-hmm. WalMarts, maybe a Kmart, you know, right. like five Walgreens. I'm in the, um, uh, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, there is so, one Walgreens within 100 miles of where I am right this second. I can so walk. I, I can walk to Walgreens. Jealous. Yeah. 
so so because of that, it's it's a kind of perfect mix for a reseller, but then it's also too good for for everyone that's starting because there's no there's no hurdle to overcome. It's like you can right. literally just go ride your bike two miles and hit up like four stores. Yeah, um, I, just, I like, see too many people that just like want to bitch like, oh, I have to drive ten miles to go to a store. I'm like, I have to drive thirty miles to go to a store. Yeah, I, 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 I rather personally, I've done suburbs, I've done uh, rural, rural or I can't even talk right now, um, like rural areas. I prefer doing like rural areas on highways where you're sharing the space with truckers. Um, yeah. Because the, the stores, you go into c- communities that don't have a reseller because a reseller couldn't live off just mm-hmm. like a Walgreens, a wall, a, you know, uh-huh. like a one yeah. Walmart, one Target. They just isn't enough for them to survive. So you can go in there and spend a thousand dollars in like two hours because no one's picked over anything. Huh? Um, yeah, I haven't great. done Metro. I haven't done Metro, and I want to. I do I do Pittsburgh a lot. So but is that the Pitt- thing where you're just like in one parking lot and you're there for four hours? Yeah, I've done that. And okay, here's the thing: I live in a real weird area. So in Pittsburgh was the only time I have ever been afraid in a store. And like I'm six foot two, weigh like two hundred fifty pounds, and I was terrified. And I walk in the store, and there was an armed guard standing at the front of the store. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. And, like, apparently this place has, like, a lot of problems with armed robberies in the parking lot and stuff like that. So I've been real nervous about that. I haven't gone back to that store. You know you're in a bad part of the area when when they insist to walk you out of your car for $100 worth of goods. (laughs) One of the places I go to does, and I carry, so I'm not too worried about it. But I walked out one time, and I was with my mom, and she just happened to be with me, and a guy walked up to us, and he started, like, panhandling us, and he was getting pretty rough. And I was loading the car, and I picked up my shirt, and he walked away. So I, like, casually lifted my shirt to scratch my belly, and he walked away. So... uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm in California. We We don't have that option. Yeah. You're better so, off buying the guy a tall can. Yeah. Well, I'm in Pennsylvania. You can't buy a tall can. <laughs> California, you can just brown bag it. No, not in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, cops don't even care. It's, uh, it's pretty terrible. In, in oh, Pennsylvania, yeah. you can't buy beer in loose bottles. You have to buy cases. You told me this. This is why the bet was for a case, I believe. Oh yeah, I still owe you a case of beer, and I gotta get with Matthew because I owe him like fifty bucks over something. But uh, you gotta pick out a case of beer and tell me what you got because I got PayPal money right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't. I'm not too worried about it. If you go to Vegas, we'll settle up there. Oh, we'll settle up there. Yeah, you can you can give me some drinks there, unless we're okay. gambling, and then they're just free anyway. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, check out uh, ASD. Um, a, a good group, I think, of of this group's going, and and pe- other people I've talked to. There's, it's definitely I'll, an event where there will be a lot of people to rub elbows with. Well, and also the magic show looked real good, and we could all crash at Leron's house. I'm sure he doesn't care. Oh, of course, in my two bedroom uh, apartment. Exactly. So you're in Vegas. Perfect. 
I'm in New York. Oh, there's, oh, that's there's a, right. There's the the magic show in New York too. I, I'm yeah. I'm forgetting that there's both. Yeah. So, well, listen, guys, I got to get going too. So, um, thank you guys so much for your help with shoes. I will update you guys tomorrow with my progress if I buy anything, and uh, we will uh, see what goes on. Cool. All right. All right. Good. Good. Good, good luck out there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Who's left? They're on in Arena. That it? Just me. All right, good night.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.